Hello, everyone. Welcome out. I don't even want to do this now. <laughs> uh, welcome out to... I mean, of course I want to do it. We have we have so many wonderful things to talk about. So many things. Episode 336 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Before we get to what we're going to talk about and some maybe some other stuff, uh, a big shout-out to our sponsors. Uh, go to PackRatComics.com for more information on how you can check out the Eisner Award-winning comic book shop here in Hilliard, Ohio. Uh, boards game, boards games. Mm-hmm. They have that too, and board games, cards like Magic Gathering, more anime, you name it. It's all there. Or man- magna, magna. Oh manga. shit, Jesus manga. Christ! <laughs> words are so fucking hard. Uh, I say cuss words occasionally too. Audibletrial.com forward slash good Pick out a book. Uh, that's available don't pick out any book you pick out one book and they don't have it I'm gonna roll people this is gonna be great um, I haven't introduced everybody else yet uh, that's okay we'll get to that in a second too uh, check out the as Nathan says the shit I do uh, ultimate teenage mutant ninja turtles at utmt.com and the magically unauthorized misadventures of Rocky and Boinkle at GBG Presents Pod and we are part of the It's All Been Done Presents Network or IABDP and speaking of the IABDP every now and then there aren't enough hours in the day for readers IABD Presents has given you a solution when you're craving a story, dig deep into Stark's story step. Fuck. <laughs> I was, I was, was so good. So good. Every time I do this, this is where I fuck up at. Dig deep into Stark story snacks. Mm. Some tales are as short as one paragraph and will satisfy your delicious appetite for fiction. Read it all at once or one per week at www.iabdpresents.com. Okay. We have guessing on this show this week because why not? I talk like this. Uh, <laughs> this is a great this start. Is, this is a great start. This, you know what? For the rest of you who listen to this, I am so sorry. It doesn't live up to this intro. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, but I, mean, I don't know yet. We haven't we haven't done it yet. I yeah. should say so. Um, but going around the table. You know what? I'm gonna flip it around. I'm gonna start on this side. That's right. Because I have a feeling you're just gonna be a wet blanket on everything, Nick. And you know what? Spoiler alert. That's the name of the... Who are you? I'm Nick Ray. And what kind of stuff do you do that you would like to plug? That's not a band that I know. It was something else. I play drums for So Long Stargazer. You can check us out at solongstargazer.com. You caved. You <laughs> Spotify and Apple Music. And? You're and being facetious? If you want to search... For the deep cuts, you might just find something by Dr. Ridunculus hiding out on the internet somewhere. If I can find that link, I will post... If I can find it, I will post in the show notes. That's my challenge to you. All right. Now, what... If you win the challenge, besides your awesome... I'm sorry, Dr. Ridunculus is awesome. Rap sick beats, y'all. What else could you get from this challenge? You're thrown down. We need to know. I hadn't thought that far. (laughs) (laughs) challenge, what do you win? What do you mean? uh, If you... If you can find it, you win the bragging rights. I don't know. There you go. I was Congratulations, you found a seriously deep cut because there are a couple places on the internet potentially still where SoundCloud, there are docu- MySpace. Dr. Ridiculous tracks. No, don't, don't, don't ruin it. Uh, I'm asking because I genuinely want to know, but I don't want you to say because I want people to actually go on a hunt. I can't say. I don't remember. <laughs> so if I send you shit, you'll be like, I guess that's me. Oh no, I'll know if it's me. <laughs> Alright, and then in the center of the table we have Well, we have a table, but across from me I should say, which I feel is centered to me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kyle. You remember from the Beauty and the Beast podcast. Um, and then also first time on the show, to my left we have I'm Anna. Yay! Yay me! 
And what would you two like to plug, possibly? Are you... <laughs> Well, in a few short days, we'll be opening Theater Roulette at Mad Lab. Um, Theater Roulette is an annual play festival now in its 18th year at Mad Lab. It's a fantastic opportunity to see a lot of theater in a short amount of time. Um, there are three separate nights of programs, so you'll get the House Edge Night, the Wheel Checks Night, and the Inside Bets Night. Um, you can go to madlab.net to see when all of those nights are running. On the 27th of May, we'll do Mad Lab Christmas, which is all three of those programs in one day starting at 2 p.m., um, come on and see it. I, I'm in one of you them. Kyle is directing one and, and, also in one and also in one. It's a really, it's a good time. Can I just say that every time you got, well, you especially, but you didn't really do this now, but every time you guys plug something on the show, it's, you guys have it down pat. I can barely How get. How many my- times did you practice? Well, it's because Anna and I are on the social media. We are. We're on the pub- we're on the publicity team. You, you can find us everywhere: Facebook, no, Twitter, it, Instagram, it's, it's, at Mad Lab. They Twitter. had me do something for it's all been done, which I was happy to do. It's some startup storyteller thing, and I, and, and and the one host is like, "When's your next show? Second Saturday in in, in May." I didn't know I was supposed to talk about that. <laughs> I didn't say that part. I just said, um, that's a good question. I believe it's the second Saturday of May. It starts at this time. I think tickets are this much. Uh, we recently changed it, so I, I'm not 100% sure about that. And, and then I think it was Dallas. It was like, May 10th or whatever. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, April 10th or 11th. I was like, thank you, Dallas. Oh, can, can I say that I'm guest starring on uh, yes, you are. The Radio Hour It's soon. all been in Radio Hour, which when this goes up, it will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're a time traveler, the past. Mm-hmm. At that point, you've already seen the show, you've already been to Theater Roulette, and you know how shit is going down. Um, so, uh, are you looking for your own rap songs? Because I, I'm going to find that's kind of ridiculous, kind of funny. Not ridiculous. It's redonkulous, if you see what I did there. You know what? I might bust some more of those out later. I don't know. It might be towards the end of the evening, but I just might. I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. All right. <laughs> Here's episode... Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is probably the funniest and also the worst intro I've ever done. You guys have been great. I'm talking about for me, like, I can't say fucking words right. I butchered... Actually, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbagatheum. See if I... Oh, I fucked it up. There you go. There you go. So it's all, the circle is complete. Here's episode 336 of The Good, The Bad, and Geeky with Anna, Kyle, Nick, and me on The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Alright, so we are doing... This is awesome. Uh, uh, by the way, we are down two people, which is okay, mm-hmm. but they've sent us our thoughts, and one of the people filling in... We'll go around the table. Obviously, I'm me. You know who I am, because we'll talk about this in the intro, but just in case you didn't hear in the intro... Uh, <laughs> say say your name again. Because I totally... We've already talked about this, obviously, but this is, and this is how we do, but... Uh, we'll start left to right because I know I'm just rambling awkwardly. So please stop me from talking. <laughs> Great, Nick, stop talking. Um, okay. I'm Anna. This is my first time ever being on a podcast. That is so right. You're gonna have to help me out here a little bit, probably. I also am not your stereotypical comic book 
person. So my mm-hmm. first introduction to Guardians of the Galaxy was me trying to impress a guy on a date and being like, "Yeah, I'll go see that with so you." You're a whatever. Fake nerd girl. No, because I actually ended up liking the movie a lot more than I liked him. So it it all worked out for the best. You know, but can we just say thank you to that douchebag because <laughs> got you to see Guardians of the Galaxy? It's so true. It was, it was awesome. If it wasn't for him, though, I probably would have seen it for Chris Pratt anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. okay, okay. We'll, we'll 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 give you we'll give you a win in the win column okay. by default. Great. All right, and then we have returning for the second time. I'm excited about. Yeah. Uh, I'm Kyle. This is my second time on a podcast. You may have heard me on the Beauty and the Beast podcast. Where and tell I... them about your shame. My shame. <laughs> no, I actually think, I think it's fine. But the way you say it is I um, just... So after being very middling about the live action movie, I was in a giant eagle a few months ago. Um, very, very poor, actually. Like, I was, like, down to the dime. Like, I need this cheese and this cheese for the mac and cheese party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. I'm walking through one of the aisles, and there's a display... And I stop my cart, and I, you know, pedal it back a little bit, and I see there is themed live-action Beauty and the Beast Twinnings tea, and I bought two boxes of it, <laughs> so I'm currently drinking that right now. Uh, and it, it smells delightful. really good. It's very- to make you feel better, uh, in retrospect, we were in a scrapbooking place in Cleveland called Pat Catan's. It's a weird name. It's literally, it's the name of a dude named Pat Catan. It sounds mm-hmm. like a bar that used to be in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I'm in there, like... I, I, I go to find my wife and I go, okay, I'm leaving. Give me the keys to the van. I just, I'm bored here. I'm done. I'm going to listen to music. Um, thank you. Um, 10 minutes maybe. Yeah. And then right as I'm walking by, she's in the aisle of scrapbooking with stickers and there are Ninja Turtle stickers. And I just, I was like, by the way, I would like those. They're $1.89. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, and then I was like, but I don't really need them, but I wouldn't love them. Don't give me the villain ones because they suck. I want the, the turtle mm-hmm. one. And then I walked away and luckily she didn't buy them for me. But I'm just saying, I really almost debated picking up and walking out it the door. It just shows like what, like, a trash per- person I am to like fall for that kind of marketing like I'm like no wait oh, man impulse I- buys all the way <laughs> yeah. you see something you're like oh, I need that I mean I drink peppermint Dude. tea like I'm at a, I'm on a five cup a day habit with peppermint tea because I'm trying oh, to get wow. caffeine afternoon because I have really bad insomnia oh. so like peppermint tea I'm like gorging on mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's legit the same kind of peppermint tea I drink anyway mm-hmm. it just has Emma Watson's face on it it's great what could be better than that nothing you're, you just imagine you're drinking her blood from her skull oh god that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a dark quick that went in a welcome out direction. to the good the bad and the game <laughs> and, and then finally which I am super excited about because I invited every okay I'll preface this as you already know Stow Long Stargazers drummer Nick Ray and I invited everyone from So Long Stargazer because I'm friends with all of you but like I wasn't expecting anyone from the <laughs> band maybe Kristen maybe and that, but that's only if sh- probably Shane would do it and so I was like yay Nick 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 oh, so, so yeah I was excited to sign up for this yeah this is okay. awesome so we are going to discuss and maybe nitpick the shit out of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 I brought my notes me and, too <laughs> uh, but before we begin I have uh, two people that were going to be here originally with all of us um, but could not uh, for other personal reasons uh, I'll, I'll do the video one first was Anthony uh, he is a local filmmaker here in Columbus and I used to work with him in the old days he olden days at Chase and uh, he offered his thoughts and I actually thought uh, because he's you know uh, I thought he was going to kind of tear it apart, and uh, he was kind. He must say it's kind of surprising. Why? Oh, let me see. watch. This doesn't work now, <laughs> and the video might repeat. There are two clips, so I apologize in advance. Mm. But um, 
Okay, yeah, yeah, see. Oh, God, see? This is weird. No, volume, volume. Yesterday, and based on my experience, based on everyone else's on the first one, I really thought I was going to be the one who was going to give you pushback, be like the antagonist, and be the hater, but while I still don't agree with all the hype the first one got, I felt like the second one legitimized all the hype for the first one. The second one made the first one feel like what it was supposed to be, which was like an actual uh, band of misfits getting together, breaking the odds, um, you know, being a over-the-top, wacky sci-fi comic book movie, but then still kind of pointing out the absurdity of it all the whole time. This one actually felt like that well done. The first one, I felt like everyone had one scene to pretend they were bad, but then they were all good, and then they were best friends. And the main villain took themselves super seriously, and no one really mocked him for it. It was just like super over the top campy for me. But this one, the first scene, I was worried it was going to start over again because the first scene felt very paint by numbers. It felt like every character was saying exactly what you'd expect them to based on like someone telling you from the first movie who the characters were. Like Drax saying something that was obvious, uh, Rocket saying, ha ha, he said nipples, and then, you know, um, Starlord saying, come on guys, let's be a team, all that kind of stuff was worrisome. But then immediately they go into this whole other arc where it's obviously about their connections to each other, which is really the only, like, interesting draw, you know, because um, at least in the first one, the action just felt like very, nothing's of consequence. Obviously it's PG-13, no one gets shot or anything. Um, and, like, everything just worked out just fine. It was just completely, like, over-the-top CGI. This one, maybe it's placebo- all right. Well, okay. Okay. Then. Yeah. So then that's <laughs> the first break. video, and there. Well, he literally picks. I don't. Placebo effect. Yep. But it felt like right this time Gamora actually did some very acrobatically interesting fight moves. I felt like Rocket was clever with all his devices, and even without them, I thought Star Lord getting his powers that were appropriate for his name and his origins, and then um, readily giving them up as to like not say like oh it all made sense all along because he had the powers obviously the power is that he's a hero no matter what um and group mostly being I don't know there for laughs kind of like Drax Drax was better this time around he was um really he's the berserker type and it actually felt like he had some weight um but I guess if I had to give a complaint they, because he was so popular in the first one, they used him a lot in this one, and on the times it bordered on, on self-aware, which would be besides the point for Drax, it seemed like he was aware that he was making jokes based on sarcasm, and I mean, which is fine, I guess he, he could be learning, he'd be learning to use that, but the jokes are played as if he doesn't know, and it seemed like the amount, and the, um, the way he was doing it was that he was aware, which small gripe, but I'm trying to find something. Um, I also like that, um, Ego was the bad guy, and that Star-Lord didn't believe him, and they didn't have to play creepy, foreboding music for you to agree with him. Like It just seemed like he should be a little cautious, and he was. And the way that Ego was the bad guy was perfect, because um, it wasn't like he was completely lying the whole time, but true to his name, his biggest interest is propagating himself. Um, and for Star-Lord, which is like, I don't know, I guess his bad side? Just a cool way to flip that on its head, I guess, on having him face his desire to be with his dad, his desire to be a big shot, um, but still kind of come out on top and not, you know, 
in a way that seemed unbelievable to me. Like it was, it was, it felt earned and funny. So I think of anything else, I'll add it. But that's pretty much all I got right now. Right. right. So. That was Anthony. So um, now, if we haven't said it yet, we said in the opening, obviously, which mm-hmm. we've recorded already. Yep. Um, spoilers. Ego is the bad guy. Shock. Um, I know, right? Major spoiler. That's all Kurt Russell's been playing like the last five years. And, like. and that's kind of a, actually, I was really pissed that he died in Hateful Eight. Like he was the first one to die. Spoiler alert! If mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, it really drove me nuts because I was like, I want to see him in a fucking Quentin Tarantino movie, mm-hmm. and he's there, but he's only there for like maybe thirty minutes, not even that. <laughs> and it's like a two and a half, three hour movie. And I'm like, come on, he dies cool. Well, I mean, he he's in Death Proof too, which is a Tarantino. That is. True. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But no, like I, I, he got no, all I, the good guy out of his system in as Wyatt Earp and was like, "All right, I'm I'm done with that." That's true. I. Oh yeah. God, I, I'm sorry. Kurt no, Russell's hair was beautiful in the first scene of this movie. Yes. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> some serious Farrah Fawcett hair going on. Kurt Russell oh. CGI'd backwards to look like young Kurt Russell looks better than Kurt Russell did in the 80s. Do you, do you, do you, know, do you know that supposedly they barely touched him? Mm-hmm. Because he has this because Kurt Russell's old school Hollywood which means it's like I have a makeup person and he's my guy. Mm-hmm. And he's had him since like I think Escape to New York wow. back in the he was working with him that long he's very loyal and so he's like you know my guy can maybe save you money James and James is like whatever you want to do and then so apparently they didn't have to do a lot yeah I read that, that was, it was like wow. light touch ups light touch ups right but oh my god like he is yeah. his hair was fucking beautiful in the beginning uh, I, was, like, I was just like I was watching and I was like god he looks better than Meredith right now uh, yeah he did if, he really did if, if I was gay I would totally fuck the shit out of Kurt Russell oh hell yeah and like oh my 1980s god. Kurt Russell from Crazy Galaxy. He, he even looks rougher though in this opening scene than he looks like he like he looks more beautiful in this opening scene than he looked like in his prime when he was in Escape from New York or yes, you know um, the thing Big Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, Big like, Trouble. Oh my god, when Big like, Trouble he was more ripped. Mm-hmm. Than I was gonna he was. say in Escape from New York and and Big Trouble he was. I mean he was cut. He I mean yeah Chris Pratt today mm-hmm. like, oh, man and yeah, his hair was just gorgeous gorgeous it was so it was it really was maybe it really was has Kurt Russell hair ooh maybe <laughs> she got the inspiration one day when he drove in through a Dairy Queen <laughs> Okay, so uh, let me before we go for we'll, we'll then address that we'll, we'll talk about one more thing and then I'll play Kat's comments mm-hmm. as well um, so first off what did everyone think of the first one Let's talk about that oh, one. Do we love it? Yeah, I think yeah. I, I went and saw it in downtown Disney because I I have my cousin and her husband I wor- know, work so for Disney. Jealous. They're wonderful people. We went and saw it like the opening weekend, and I remember I think in the first twenty seconds of of yeah of um I can't stop this feeling was that the opening or uh, gosh, I can't uh, uh, no Redbone come and get come Red get Bone. your love yes come and get your love as soon as come and get your love we I remember I did that like wedding. fangirl thing where I was hitting my cousin on the shoulder really really hard <laughs> like oh my god and from yeah from the first you know title sequence of that movie I was like I'm fucking in let's yeah. go and I think I saw it maybe three more times in theaters after mm-hmm. the fact now I saw it twice I saw the original twice in theaters and mm-hmm. the one was on that date that I mentioned yep. and um, the first time I saw it as somebody who was completely and totally new to this world yeah. It was really difficult to follow at points because really? there are some characters that I think they... I, I feel like they didn't expect it to be as much of a blockbuster as it was. Like, it seemed like... No, they didn't. Yeah. yeah it's. They- I mean, they took this niche 
group of heroes mm-hmm. and made them into one of the most successful movies of all time. And so I think there were some things in that first movie that were geared towards people who knew the universe and people who... Um, Do you think... Are you, and I always say this because literally every character in there is technically brand new except for Thanos. Mm-hmm. And okay. Beyond that, I mean, beyond that though, they're all brand new. No one knew... Matter of fact, that was the biggest question of who are the guard? Like literally the trailer... <laughs> Which they shot for the trailer, and then it was so popular they threw in the movie, which was, who are the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy? What a bunch of a-holes. Yeah. Like, no one knows what they are. <laughs> that's true. Maybe I, no, maybe I was assuming that. No, but, that's okay. I mean, they um, definitely don't explain the myth, the mythology or the mythos of like, right. the worlds. Like, I, I think they, they let the audience... They, they assume the audience can follow along or at least like you know that whole bullshit monkeys don't fucking fly thing. Right, right, exactly. Like you're not going to try <laughs> yes, to... Yes, yes. You're not going to try to like, you know, kind of lay it all out for but them otherwise it, it, it kind exactly, of some no. magic in retrospect and, did you like that though that they did that so you could then try to immerse yourself more absolutely in the because okay. what happened mm-hmm. um, which is where I was going to go next is Sorry. what happened at, no problem after I saw the movie for the first time I was like what did I just watch and so I went home no I went home and I was on Wikipedia for like hours mm-hmm. just like okay what's a celestial what is um, yeah. like what's an infinity stone mm-hmm. I who is Thanos well, I don't have you, have you seen any of the other Marvel movies before like this? none okay so I yeah I, okay the infinity <laughs> stones yeah because I feel like with like infinity stones like uh, maybe like if you'd seen the other Marvel movies, it would have informed some of them. And that's what I'm better. saying. Yeah. 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 So for people it's who are kind of like the Usual Suspects, have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. You know, there's okay. So if you ever do see it, it's we'll one of those movies. Podcast. Like with Guardians, <laughs> you watch it. Like I still watch it to this day, and I notice new things every it's time I watch it. Like no, no spoilers. No, no, yeah. Okay. No. So, I mean, when I went back and I saw it the second time, I had a little bit more of a clue as to what was going on in universe. And then yeah. I was able to follow the plot. And I found that experience really enjoyable because mm-hmm. I was like, OK, now I get where we are. Yeah. And then once I got that piece. And so now this time around seeing volume two, uh-huh. I I got it the first t- the first watch through yeah. instead of having to be like, OK, I need some research on this. Mm-hmm. So right. I feel like it was accessible for people like me who aren't necessarily Marvel immersed, but. That's good. Yeah, definitely. What, what about you, man? Thousand <laughs> <laughs> yard stare. Oh man, uh, I'm sorry. No, it's no. okay. Well, and you have the harder job too, is you're holding your microphone because I'm, I'm trying short so one. hard not to move my hands on this microphone. No, I know you <laughs> are because like, being that you're in a band, you know how shit travels noises. in the microphone. No, you're uh, you're good, man. You do you. You do whatever. Mm-hmm. Just don't drop. The I'm mic. gonna go ahead and apologize now in case there's a bunch of weird background noise because I'm fiddling with. There the you mic. go. There you go. That's, That's me actually that fiddling with. That was me doing it. But. Uh, yeah. I loved the first movie. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. The same way Kyle and I said, like, 30 seconds into the, not even, 10 seconds into that song, like, I was on board. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. this is so good. And and I really loved the development of all the characters mm-hmm. a lot. And And having been a comic book nerd for a long, long time, admittedly, uh, I'm out the game for... 15 years mm-hmm. um, but I still do all all of the MCU movies and I, I love them all like pretty much you know everything leading up to the Infinity Gauntlet it, it is freaking fantastic I haven't seen one that yeah. I'm like man 
that was kind of garbage. It's kind of like the Simpsons. Even the weaker movies are still are good. Still good. Yeah, yeah. And and that's how I felt about this one. Like I was like, man, like it wasn't as solid as the first movie, mm-hmm. but it was still really fun. Mm-hmm. There yeah. were just so many things about it that I was like, oh, oh. Oh, and there were just there were just moments like the first time I saw Kurt Russell was ego. Mm-hmm. I was a little bummed out. I was like, really? That like of all the people they could have picked to be Star Lord's dad, Kurt Russell. Well, like, I guess Chris Pratt like suggested him to play his dad. Weird. <laughs> why, why are you bummed yeah. by that? Like, I, like I, I enjoy. And this is such a cop out because like in the in the roles that aren't the big ones, I, I like picking somebody that you're not expecting mm-hmm. that is and and maybe the more I talk about it, I'm like, nah, Kurt Russell was alright. But this movie for me had big names that I didn't think belonged in it. Like Okay. There were just, uh, and I was bummed out. And she, she's, it's like on the tip of her tongue. Like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. What, what the hell? I was like, he he called somebody and was like, "Can I can I be in a superhero <laughs> movie? Like, I, I want to be a superhero." And they're like, "Sly, you're Rocky." Like, I I, I, I actually think it was James Gunn who's like, "I want really? you." To, yeah. Because well, and they're gonna bring him back. Yeah, they said they're yeah, gonna bring him back. They are in the comic book universe. They are the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. that's why they're and so like kind the of, original Guardians. I'm like, you got Sly, you got Ving Rhames, you got Michelle Yeoh. I'm like, they're setting up a new franchise. Well, those are the the Michael, room, Michael Rooker. Well, no, Rooker is, too. Rooker was oh, well, in, in, oh, I'm yeah. trying not to yes. blow that right, right off yeah. the bat. Let's, Sorry, we're just no, no, no. It's okay. No. Oh, also, yeah, Miley Ray Cyrus is, is mainframe. That was the voice of the robot. Yeah, yeah, that, Miley Cyrus. I, I didn't realize that, that till yeah. the end. But now, see, but again, now that I feel is more like, a, can I call like, because James Gunn doesn't like that type of pop music. From what I, I follow him on Facebook and Twitter. That's not what his jam is usually. No, I so. did read a thing though that he didn't pick her because he likes her music. He picked her because he saw her being a judge on The Voice. What? And, and, okay. And heard her just talking, and, and just was like liked her voice. I like the way that lady talks. She would be a good computer. <laughs> he probably didn't even know she was fucking Miley Ray Cyrus, so he just came Bobby, up on the screen. He popped up and he was like, ow, I can get a hold of her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Miley Cyrus is actually pleasant to listen to when she isn't trying. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you actually listen to yeah. normal But I do kind of agree with you that there were certain points in the movie that I was kind of like, Okay, you're trying you're, you're trying to capture that magic you caught in the first one, and it's not quite getting there. But mm-hmm. overall, I thought it was a really just kind of adorable and enjoyable yeah. movie. Oh, start yeah. to finish, yeah. I liked it. Now, I will say I love the first movie, but I also realized you're never going to capture that feeling officially that you got in the first one because mm-hmm. it's such a surprise of any of them. Like, of well, no, yeah, in, in for all of them leading up till now, the first one is always there's something about I don't know. For me, it's been that way for all. All oh, of the movies that I've seen, even the, Captain the America: one, Winter Soldier, it's kind of a different movie. That's the movie I haven't seen leading <gasps> up to now is Winter Soldier. Wow! Yeah. wow. Okay, and I've seen. Like, Have you seen that yet? Either all nope. of them. No, like, I, there we go. Mm-hmm. Usual all suspects: Winter Soldier. Soldier. Like, uh, you haven't seen, have you seen Civil War? Yeah. Okay. Like I've seen, Which is not Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, Winter Soldier is the one I have. Uh, see, seen. Winter Soldier completely informs Civil War 100%, mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, it. 
Yeah, oh man, I, I, I'm not even gonna say anything with it. <laughs> right. well, I'll, I'll uh, have to look into that. Hey, yeah. I had a friend who was on screen for about half a second in Winter Soldier, and I still haven't seen it. So what? I'm a bad you're friend. a horrible, yeah, you're a horrible friend. Uh, but I, I, I see. I okay. The first time I saw it, I thought there was stilted dialogue in almost every scene, and it threw me out of the movie. But I then saw, this is what happened with the last one. I saw it with different friends. So I saw it Thursday night, and then Saturday night after graduation, we all, my wife's family, went to see it again. And this time, I'm like, as a matter of fact, I was like, I, I, I need to. I brought a pad of paper, my phone, and <laughs> uh, and I, I was that douchebag. Oh, don't be that guy. I, no, no, I hate That's that guy. I got a guy kicked out of Winter Soldier because of that. It pissed <laughs> me off. No, I'm not kidding. We were in the very back row, and I was like, motherfucker, you're on bright. I can see you. <laughs> And I, this is the third time I've seen this movie, but it was Jimmy from It's All Yeah, Jimmy from Good Baggy. It was Jimmy and his wife. And I was just like, no fucking way are you ruining this shit. And, and Jimmy's like, it's okay. It's only kind of annoying. I was like, fuck this. No, you don't go out to movies that often. I'm taking care of this. I got him kicked out. Side note, I want, I want motherfucker you want bright on a t-shirt now. I'll buy it. I'll wear it. Like, it's my way of saying you're being extra, extra right now. Oh my God. So, yeah, I, I just, but hey, I, I turned it on night mode and I, I started writing but then I was like I, I'm not hearing it this time I'm actually like 100% I don't know what it was I mm. it's a weird thing mm. and, and I because there were parts where the, t- the pacing fell off too um, and then no I ended up uh, and I will say it's really hard uh, first time you're okay so the movie opens after a flashback in the 80s it cuts to Baby Groot's big dance number mm-hmm. which is awesome mm-hmm. that was a great so adorable awesome. I'm and sorry. I fucking love ELO I love Mr. Blue Sky oh, yes. me too yes and, and that of all up. the picks mm. for both movies they did the, the opening scene with the opening song was mm-hmm. solid mm-hmm. Oh, so and really I also I just always love in a movie or a cartoon or whatever when there is like a huge ginormous like world ending fight going on and they are completely focusing on something else mm-hmm. oh let me just say though it I second time I saw it I still don't know what the f- I know what's going on but I don't know what's going on matter of fact the only thing I did catch was for those who didn't know Sylvester Stallone was in the movie his name is in the opening credits mm-hmm. but you're I'm too I, oh, I was watching Groot I was I, watching Groot <laughs> and so I was like oh shit they kind of spoiled that oh well oh yeah, so oh, yeah. I, I caught that and that was my moment like, before he showed up because like we talked about before when I usually go into a movie like this that I'm very excited about yeah. I keep very much in the dark about everything I do not watch oh, previews I don't read were, interviews yeah. like I, I try She's to be, better than me. I try to be all sure. week on NPR they're like we've got uh, some people with the uh, reviews for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 1025 no spoilers <laughs> no, see mm-hmm. you're better than me I, I can't do that I, I kinda well and this is the perfect example because I don't mind now if it's a Sixth Sense movie that's different but um, I remember Star Wars Episode 3 came out and like the way uh, some douchebag online read his like spoiler by beat by beat review completely is not how I experienced that movie at all Mm. and I'm just like and so it doesn't I don't know like I like if someone spoiled the big thing at the end to me the big thing at the end of this movie which I think will I'll just say it now Yondu sacrifices himself for Star-Lord and it's one of the most heartbreaking scenes in the movie it's the only time I cried (laughs) I sobbed okay he okay when he froze in space that I started I, again, I didn't cry during the oh, first no, time I'm I sorry. saw it. I teared up when he froze in space. The funeral is when I started oh, sobbing. I verklempt. I got very nope. verklempt. I got verklempt at the funeral, too. No. Nope. Like, oh. 
when Yandu is I, right, you see? You're like, oh. <laughs> uh, right. And then, and then, just because they didn't get the one-two punch enough, they go for the uppercut, which is, they give you the fucking Zune, Cat, Cat Steven, or, uh, yeah, Cat Stevens, or, was it oh, Yusuf? Man. Yusuf, Cat Stevens. Yusuf was, when T for the Tillerman came out, he was still just Cat Stevens. Right. But, it, but on the soundtrack, it's like Yusuf slash Cat Stevens, and then it's like father and son, and I'm just, because... We'll, we'll talk about the soundtrack here in a second, too. Mm. But I'm just going... And then Baby Groot comes up, and I'm like, oh, no, he's going to... Li- he's listening to it. <laughs> Tears. Oh, no, see. And then, oh, shit, it's, the, it's a Ravager funeral, the one thing they said he'd never have. That's, um, that is where I lost it. God oh. damn it. Yeah. Mine, okay, mm. mine was when... He looks at oh god and he goes like he may be your father but I've always been, been your, your daddy. daddy. Oh. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like fell over in my chair and was like no. <laughs> oh I my know. god! I, but I also have like any kind of like absentee father like loving oh, shit like that. I'm I'm always like in tears. Like, I guess over. I had a pretty cool dad after all. I was like oh, oh man. man I know right? <laughs> so it's so heartbreaking. So good. And then okay and for me. To me, the whole crux, and this is ridiculous, the crux of the first film for me was that, yeah, you can have Star-Lord all you want, but to me, the heart and soul of the first movie was uh, Groot was the soul, and the heart, that they didn't come around and say, is Rocket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and bear with me on this, because they don't come around and say this, but all the Guardians are very quick to kind of go along with saving the universe, except for one. Rocket loves nobody but Groot. And so, like, the most heartbreaking scene at the end of that movie is he's like, you can't do what you're going to do, Groot, because cause he's the only one he really cares about. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he's just like, we are Groot. And then, and then at that point, Rocket kind of gets it. Mm-hmm. I think he's the first one that grabs Star-Lord's hand. Mm-hmm. And it, they all join in. And so that's why it's, like, a huge deal. And then this one, it just... If you didn't get in the first one, I mean, oh... Really, it, I got it in the first one so much more. Like, I get, like... <sighs> And I'm going to be the wet blanket right now. Oh, I hate you now. The Ravager, <laughs> funeral, the Ravager funeral, to me, was the smiling scenes at the end of the Lord of the Rings movie. When it's, they're all just like, really? You're like, come on, guys. Like, it just keeps going. And they're oh, like, no, and, really? and then these Ravagers that nobody's seen before, and oh, one of them yeah. is Ving Rhames, and they're like, yeah. And they're giving and them all such gravitas, and you've never seen them on seen, And they're like okay. really slow, and it's like uh, Michelle Yeoh, and they're like, yeah. And you're like, I don't, who the, are these people? Like, I what? can see where you're and, coming and, from. And, yeah, I, I, do. I do see where you're coming from. Garbage fireworks show that <laughs> has ever been. Like, this is like, why was Yandu bombed? Like, Sly's like, you will never get the Ravager funeral. And, and he's like, you'll never you know, see the colors. Yeah, you'll never see the colors. And like, if that's what it is, like, like he was making some pretty, he was making like, some pretty colors. Have way better funerals. <laughs> uh, than he was making better uh, colors when really? he burned up see, in the atmosphere. That was awesome. <laughs> like the cremation part, I was like, yeah. oh, that is that must be. And then like when it starts jetting out the bottom, they were like, oh, the Ravager funeral. I was like, oh, do like the other ships come along and help blow his ashes into space? No, it's. It's like 4th of July in Lancaster, Ohio. <laughs> in space. 
here's the thing, though. See, I I completely adored that. I thought oh, I, I thought, loved hey, it too. I thought I loved it was it too. I thought it was beautiful. Oh, and now, Brandon, if you took that music I'm out, sorry. now here's oh now here's the difference. If you took that song out, would I have found it as beautiful? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But but of all the things they could have picked to do with that song, mm-hmm. it was the weakest choice. Really? Yeah. Honestly, I could have gone uh, with just a replay of. Um, like Yondu going through the ship and killing everyone again. Like if they were to just yes. flash back on that, like, can we they just talk? The Yondu flashbacks, <sighs> memories like, that he had. Like just like come a little bit closer. You're gonna let me watch that entire scene on a fucking loop. That scene, like when he's selling him out to eat him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they could have done a bunch of memories of him. And mm-hmm. Instead, I'm sorry. My favorite scene, probably in that entire movie, yeah. is when he killed the lights, and then you just see, see the, the arrow. arrow. Yes. yes, that was awesome. Yeah, that was. Oh, I'm the worst person to do this podcast with you because that was another one that I was like, <laughs> really? really. For me, the CGI in this movie was over the top to the point of really? being detrimental to it Mm. like especially because like i have done those visual designs like and it's like well that's like photoshop 201 like just like the the little light swirls the trails like Mm. and and, like any kid that's ever played with a sparkler you're like i mean it's cool for what it is and and for the things that they've done with it like if it had gone out and like one of the cool things where you see Yandi use his arrow in the first one the first time and he's like and it's just like and like 12 guys done and this one it's like it's it's a choreographed dance number and it's taken the family circus route home from school to kill all these people and you're like Yandu's arrow would have taken like the shortest possible path to kill all of those guys and they still could have done the walking down the thing with raining dead bodies I guess but why are they all falling over the railings if they're walking it's down a railing the gangplank <laughs> and they get killed they fall over and die some of them will fall sure but all of them are over the railing. <laughs> Maybe he's just that good, Nick. In, in defense of the family circus, it was a prototype, Finn. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well played. So true. Yeah. Well played. No, I mean, I... And normally I'm, like, the first one to be like, oh, another slow motion walking scene, but I don't know. I just... Michael Rooker, like, uh, it was me. It was hits good. me right in the heart. Especially because it was him and Rocket just, uh-huh. like, well, Okay, it. let's be fair. Any little mutant raccoon with a fucking big FG, well, for him, a BFG... Oh, yeah. ...is going to be rad to mm-hmm. any type of music sure. um, and but but to go back just a second I think you mean trash panda uh, oh <gasps> that's so like, much is that, is that is that good <laughs> is that better is that better <laughs> so much oh worse. my god and oh, oh but see but see that's the kind like the whole bit at the scene this is what the, the last shot of the film is just Rocket looking in the camera and he, he actually cries and I'm going like oh motherfucker mm. that was like the last bit that, that to me was the official uppercut of well, that well I think because he, he found a, a, he found someone that he could like, he had connect with soul. Yeah. Like when, when, when Yandu was laying him. into him yeah and and in the first one somebody lays into him and it might have been Yandu the same way uh, that's that's you know a trigger for him for sure like he gets pissed when people are telling him they know him and and they're nail on the head right like oh yeah he's and if you think about when he doesn't like when he's grilling yondu yondu's telling him is like we all know why you do what you do you're an asshole you yeah before he even gets to saying that yeah but then if you think about it rock goes into defense mode is just like 
you know, why did you really drop Quill off all those years ago? What's so bad about Ego? Because he cares, but he doesn't care. He, it's like, why do you want to do this anyway? Because I want to lord it over him forever. Because <laughs> I'm better than him. And it's yeah. like, no, you don't, motherfucker. You like, you like him. Yeah. It, it, oh, so, I, I, again, though, I... I'm partial to, to, to the little raccoon in the little tree, so... Yeah, no, I, I, I thought that was a great scene. Twig. Like, yeah. I that was twi- oh, yeah. I am Groot. Yeah, he did call you a twig. <laughs> so, and, and we said this earlier, man, Vin Diesel had an easy fucking paycheck oh, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, and then I feel on the opposite, and I feel Bradley Cooper actually probably had to do more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, but you just have Vin Diesel like, I am Groot. A little bit more. I'm I'm Groot. There we go. You're gonna fix that in post, right? I am Groot. And I mean, apparently though, he I does he does record his voice parts in all lang- in all the languages that they can think of that they're gonna release it in. Yo like, soy Groot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> does anyone know French? I can just <laughs> je suis je Groot. Don't. Je suis Groot. Je m'appelle Groot. Just sights a Groot. No, that's that's the shit Groot. Don't don't don't. We're not going German. Well, the Scheitza, the Scheitza, that's a Scheitza. That's all I know. The shit Groot. That's all I know. Groot. All right. Well, let's play cats real quick before we get so that way we can get cats thought because she has some thoughts as well. Cat has thoughts. What? Cat never has opinions. So. I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but um, one of the downsides for me was I had to watch it in 3D. I went to um, an early screening, uh, which I was able to get into as a reviewer, because a review for uh, Mad Wolf. Shout out to Mad Wolf. Um, (laughs) But... I didn't get to choose what kind of movie I was seeing, so they did it in 3D, which um, I always think is a waste of everyone's time, energy, and migraine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they said the same thing about color TV a long time ago. Like, there's no need for all these bells and whistles. Film is just fine the way it is. You're messing with its integrity. But I legitimately had a headache for two days, and always do when I watch a film in 3D. And I feel like a lot of times it ruins like the cinematic landscape as a whole like you're never looking at the whole picture you're focusing on one specific point and i think that really uh that kills movies sometimes and this is coming from someone who no shame whatsoever one of my all-time favorite movies is avatar what not the last airbender airbender because i'm not very a sad right monster now. but I know. Well, you know. Yeah, we're going to talk time. later. This um, <laughs> is like, stop it now, stop it now. No, Plus, no, no, I did okay, see it in 3D, right. which uh, definitely negated some of the quips and, and fun action scenes because also in 3D, when there's an action scene, you have no idea what's happening. I found that in movies in general, to be honest, that like anymore action scenes are filmed and cut so quickly that you don't know what's happening and if you can't follow the choreography which uh by the way they paid someone to do and trained the actors for months to do this fight choreography if you can't even tell what the sequence of events are what's the point in having it like i'm so sick of being just duct taped to the top of a runaway van on fire and being like enjoy the ride and you're just (laughs) screaming through the whole hour and a half adventure and have no idea what's happening that was not necessarily true of guardians of the galaxy i just now i'm on a movie pet peeve roll and i will never stop um 
so I thought the movie was good. I thought it was funny, and I thought they did a really good job of having a through line. It didn't feel like Captain America 3, which we all know was a trash film, because despite all of the you-killed-my-mom drama and the bromance and the painful looks coming from Chris Evans, who was carved out of marble by God himself, um, all of the ensembles were just a fucking trash fire, because there were like 30 characters and no character development or really interaction. It's just everybody gets one funny line at some point in the movie, and then we will move on. So... I'm very afraid for Infinity Wars. But, um... Yeah, we're in a fight now. Guardians of the Galaxy didn't have that feeling. They did a really good job of having a big bad who was a threat at the beginning and the end to carry you through the next movie. It felt like there were enough factions that it was a, a full populated world with a bunch of different peoples, but it never felt like we don't have time to explain these people to you or there's 30 people involved but the whole thing will be resolved by the end of the film so I thought that that bit of writing was really good um, and just the scale of kind of the betrayal that happens in the movie discovering more about his backstory and, and parentage and and I don't know kind of what monsters gods can be because they're not human um uh, I thought that was really good. What I didn't think was good, I've seen the movie get a lot of praise for being like, uh, oh, it's such a heartfelt s- story. How how could they do this superhero movie with so much heart? If every fucking top-billed character gets five minutes to explain why they had a sad childhood, it is not. it is not a film with heart. It's like a really bad rough draft of Looper. Like, everyone doesn't need a sad backstory. Sometimes bad people can just be bad. Sometimes good people can just be good. Like, I... I don't have room in my movie-watching experience to feel bad for everyone who has a speaking role. It was just a little too much for me. Um... And the same thing that happens every time you introduce a new concept, save for 22 Jump Street, which was better than the original, 21 Jump Street, which was already a remake, nobody knows how that happened. We all recognize that 22 Jump Street was even better than the original, and that will never ever happen again in cinematic history. But, of course the second one's never going to feel or look or be as good as the first one because these concepts aren't new. Deadpool 2 is not going to be as good as Deadpool 1 because it was shocking and new and fresh and interesting as a concept and as a writing team and and from the actors and design. But when there's another movie, then that edge is going to be dulled. And the same is true for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good installment. It didn't feel like they were just plugging you into a machine to get you to the next movie to buy you into the franchise, but rather a logical continuation of the story. A lot of female characters wish they could have done some better, cooler shit than they necessarily did, but um, I was glad that they introduced uh, another female character. One day we won't have to say that, but that day is not today. So, um, yeah, overall positive, not as good as the first, probably couldn't have been as good as the first, but 100% funny and heartfelt 
and quirky and very, very Guardians of the Galaxy. So, thumbs up for me. I'd probably give it a three and a half out of five. All right. Okay, so so the, there are a lot of things there that we could just turn off of. I mean, first off, Civil War was good, mm. was in my opinion. But can we, okay, yeah. can we go into Nebula? What, yes. What was everyone's thoughts on Nebula, this one around? Okay, first time I saw the movie, again, first time I saw it, I thought she just was grunting everything, mm. and it bothered me. And then the second time, it didn't bother me. I, I don't know why, because, again, I was trying to even be more critical of it, and I actually was more like, I really am connecting now more with her and Gamora's little thing. But I agree with Kat in that, in terms of what they've done in this movie, it's really a continuation of what we saw in the first movie. So if you're counting that one, if you're watching both of them back to back as like one giant five out, five and a half hour movie, they had a very well complete arc. But if you just look at it as this, it's they have one big fight and that's it. And that's the only real scene they really do have. I like Karen Gillum as Nebula though. I just don't she think they, she, job. I just don't think she had a lot to do in the first one where you didn't get to she see her didn't. talk. She was very much, more like kind of well, ro- robotic in the first one, I thought. Yeah, and she and was I'd, cut out too. I knew that. Yeah, and I feel like she had a little bit more room to stretch her legs in this. Right, one. and I just thought the fact that these two girls beat the shit out of each other. Only, well, to me, I thought that was because that's how they were a raised and beat. Well, Gamora tries to talk it out. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really work well. So then she's like, "Fuck this big motherfucking gun," and tries to. <laughs> that was awesome. Which was awesome. Yeah, and then. You know, they, right before they have their little moment of zen, she's like, "I'm glad." It's almost like I'm glad I saved you, and then she's like, "No, I'm going to kill you anyway." Mm-hmm. Well, it's I don't it know. Felt very much like the like storybook archetype of sibling rivalry. That like, is true. That it, is very it true. Was like it did textbook. Like you know, you grow up and your siblings are your friends, and then at a certain age, you're like. I don't know who you are or which parents raised you, but you know, you're completely different than I am and, and you're fighting you're at each other's throats, you know, like, and, I, and it's not true for all siblings, but the general sibling rivalry archetype, like you're at each other's throats and then it all kind of ties back in and you're like, uh, but you learn to love each other at the end and you know, your siblings are the ones you're going to have around for the, the rest of your life. And you really do love each other. Even though, you know, you don't. might not always see eye to eye and try and kill each other and with even giant though, guns. Next week on Roseanne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and even yeah. though your no. dad might steal one of your eyes. Yeah. Oh my, well, the, but see, you know, and I thought that was like that the little bit of information completely encapsulated Nebula to me. So again, I liked it, but I know there's something else that could have been I done better with her. I was from the first one. The, the part about Thanos taking her eye, like that was all... I thought pretty clear well, in the first they, one. Well, I think it was more graphic to me because the first—I yeah, think guess. the first time he just said he took me piece by piece and replaced me. This yeah. one was like, you know, he took out my eye and then yeah. ripped my brain from my skull, and you're going like, oh, that's yeah, that's not just like he repeats replace me I'm like oh obviously the arm and the legs yeah, but not me piece by piece yeah oh, taking oh. pieces of you out of you mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so but what, what did you guys think well I'm intrigued yeah especially since you guys are women so what what 
What? <laughs> oh God! You made me feel very scared for a second. This like, is news to us. No, no. no. I, I actually, I, I liked um, Nebula a lot more in this mm-hmm. one. I thought, I thought she was much less of a two, a two dimensional character. Yes. She kind of got a little more three dimensional in this one. Yeah. I enjoy that they, you know, gave her a little bit more to do. I also feel like Karen maybe got a little more comfortable in her American accent, but that's just my opinion. But I always feel like she's doing raspy when she does it. Well, that's the easiest way to do an accent at first. Yeah. <laughs> with an affectation. So if I just do this, it always sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, no, I, I agree with Kyle. I think, I think she was very flat for me in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And... To me, I still a little bit of that in this one, but much, much less so. And like you were saying about the difference between he replaced me piece by piece and he pulled my brains out through yeah. my skull. Uh, I mean, it's out. it's a depth that I'm glad we got. Mm-hmm. And because I think I. I mean, I was just like, okay, they hate each other, whatever, in the first one. But this one, I mean, sh- you really got down to the core of, like, why there is this tension and this hatred. And, and, I mean, just that graphic description of it really shows how much it actually hurt Nebula. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I just saw her as a baddie they, for they a while. They never come around and say it, but, yeah, they're going to get money for her. But Gamora is technically saving her yeah. mm-hmm. for a less a lesser penalty, which in itself is her own weird, twisted sense of, I don't know. But what about Gamora? Because I kind of feel Gamora... Oh, no, Gamora... Did they did they really pass the Blenchdale? Is it Blenchdale or Blendell the test? Where, Bechtel. 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 Yeah, Bechtel test. Because she's kind of doing the thing with Star-Lord, but not. she's not talking to any other girl about it, though. Matter of fact, she's the exact opposite. But, yeah. but they are usually talking to each other about their dad. So that is still talking about a man. Mm, okay. So see, that kind of fails it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there are so many other tests, though, that, like, I think weigh the actual, like, kind of pros and cons of, like, mm-hmm. you know, patriarchy in movies and whatnot. Like, yeah, I feel like the Bechdel test, I mean, like, yeah, for instance, like, a, a play that I was in recently, like, Scritch Scritch didn't pass the Bechdel test. Right. <laughs> but it was an all-women cast and, you know, talking more about, like, mm-hmm. womanhood and kind of growing up and, like, finding out who you are. Like, it just happened to kind of revolve around a man, which is still, like, not great. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... Oh, I don't think it was terrible in that aspect yeah. at all. I think I don't think this. Well, to the movie's credit, which I put in my notes, Mantis. When she came on screen, I was like, "Oh, great, a twee character that I'm gonna flip and hate." And I ended up liking her uh-huh. a lot. Right. Well, I feel like she's Drax 2.0, mm-hmm. and that Drax has. She was kind of the foil to Drax in this movie, like, right? For him to play off of, and, and though... not just make the nipple jokes. That was. Now, okay, I like to ship people in movies sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of talked about this last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I kind of wanted Drax and Manus to get together, but I know Drax is stuck up on my family got murdered by Ronan thing, but at the same time, Manus has no real concept of anything, and so when she literally, like, is just like, oh, and then she starts crying, because, and that's the thing, is Drax shows no emotion, really. It's all... I thought that scene was awesome. Yeah, that was I, no, very I effective. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was such a tell of... How deep it is. Yeah, Drax's character, like, when mm-hmm. he's just kind of got that, like, knowing smile on his face. Like, it's just, he's come to terms with that level of pain. It's like, mm-hmm. And that's his every day. Because yeah. that's, that's exactly what I thought is, oh my god, she's feeling the same thing he's feeling. Mm-hmm. But 
he's just so used to living it yeah. at this point. I, know, right. I was kind of happy that, like, because I, I could see people shipping them, and I'm sure, you know, Archive of I Our know. Own is going to explode with fix over the next, like, six months or so. But yeah. was that a telling thing I just said? No. <laughs> that wasn't what I was laughing. I was laughing because you were probably 100% correct. <laughs> so, <clears throat> no, sure I actually, what? I kind of enjoyed that they were <laughs> more of a friendship. Like No, I, yeah. Like I, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed, you know, he's like, oh, you're hideous. Yeah. And then, yeah. But, oh, but, oh, God. No, wait. I just remembered, though, at the end where he's like, you're beautiful on the inside. I was like, <laughs> I hate that I'm feeling things about this right now, but I, I, know. Know. I know. Okay, also. Well, I just, for me, I love it when there is a an opposite sex relationship in a movie mm-hmm. that has maybe a potential to be romantic and doesn't end up that way. Because. I, I do agree with that, too. Because that's mm-hmm. life. Which I wish they kind of would have done with. Star Lord and Gamora, like I think it, they're going it's, to. It's really. not going to go anywhere. I just want them to be friends and like get the whole like, will they won't they Sam and Diane thing. But he mm-hmm. very meta, like very metally. Is that even a word? Me- I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he like yeah. meta to, Dashley metally yeah. referred to in the actual script. Like, what are we going to do about this whole Sam and Diane thing? I'm like, you're probably going to kiss, and then you're going to be like, ew, you remind me of my brother. And and, then, <laughs> and but my favorite part of that is I don't even know what cheers <laughs> is. That was a great line. I was just like, which? Touché. I think she called David Hasselhoff. Zardu Hasselfrau. Yep. Nice. Which, there we go. I love which that. I think her Zardu I don't know what Cheers is line, like reflected her like pelvic sorcery line from the first movie, which I think I had as like my Twitter bio for months after oh. I saw it. Like, how dare you try to seduce me with your pelvic sorcery? Yeah. Oh, man. I, so, uh, but what? Okay, what about? Um, Oh shit! Uh, I, the, the woman from the so- Sovereign. S- Sovereign, 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 Sovereign. I words uh, are hard. I gunned my head. I would have sworn that was Kate Blanchett till the very end. I Thank thought, you. I, I thought that was Kate. Dallas Blanchett. and I looked her up, and we're yeah. like, "That's not who that She's was." She's an Australian chick. Mm. Yeah. She was the the Sovereign. Really interested me. Like, mm-hmm. I think my cousin and I were talking about it after I saw it, and we were like, "It's." It's like a Hitler youth full of Lady Gaga's. And that was more to the women with the hair. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I do think they cut a scene out mm. where she apparently said, because at the end of it, because you never see her hair fully down, I realized the second time, I was like, oh shit, that's the leader actually fighting one of the, the things. She oh. Because she's the one with long hair. Yes. Yeah. And that oh. threw me the fuck off for a second, because I was like, wait. That's why she even looks even more rattled at the end, because like, even she got... I was like, they had to fucking cut something out where she probably was like, this is personal this time. Take my rope. I'm going in myself. And then her hair comes down. You're like, can, uh... Can I say, I laughed so hard with the whole video game warfare thing. Oh, man. I, I love that. With I the arcade <laughs> noises. Like, that down to the arcade boom. noises. I was like, yeah. And it was very Black Mirror to me, though. It, yes. It was... Yes. Well, yeah. And, and, and even the pissy little brats who were like, no, damn it, I lost. I yeah. Like, this is amazing. Can, yeah. can I also just say the the PA dealer resistance to that whole set of scenes, though, is the one dude who's like fucking hanging in there and they're all <laughs> crying around us. And the dude so is like, yeah, yeah. And then he just, he gets blown up by, star, uh, by, by Ego and he's just like, or no, no, he gets killed by Drax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, Dude, you suck. And then yeah. <laughs> like his whole life just got completely taken the rug, taken yes. out from under on that. And so, oh man, the sovereign and and not being completely familiar with what you know canon is regarding the sovereign for what they claimed to be, like the, the you know they've all got the gold skin and the gold hair and whatever, but they were you know genetically bred to be 
you know, exact. Mm-hmm. I was expecting way more, and I looked for it like immediately, and was a little bit let down. But I was sort of looking for like the wrinkle in time kind of thing, where the same girl and the same boy come out of the front doors of the house, and the girls are jumping rope, and the boys are bouncing the ball. Like I was expecting all the girls to be the same girl and all the boys to be the same boy, mm-hmm. because they've like just got it down to a science. This mm-hmm. is the genetic perfection, and now we've got all of these same things and I think that would have been a That's fantastic interesting. use so, of CGI. So you wanted them to go like the Dep Roy alley like with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that were they Yeah, a little bit, yeah. 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 And, and I think they could have done or and clearly the they blew a, a massive CGI budget mm-hmm. that I think could have been fantastic there. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you've got a uh, Ravager funeral to spend for you know, you know what without that funeral scene we never had the little raccoon cry at the end so oh. you know what touche oh touché. question from Dallas that I was yes. supposed to mention yes if raccoons cry in real life does the tear run all the way down their face or does it stop in their fur well but here's the thing I don't think raccoons do cry in real life I know but we're just suspending that I, I know it's um, all the way down their face he's a triangle raccoons face raccoons are oily man triangle are face are they okay Okay. that is true it's how that they it's how they keep uh, keep oh, warm and, that, and not like completely wet of everything in that movie that is what me. Dallas chose to focus on <laughs> that is where his his suspension right. of disbelief broke tear. right there is wouldn't he's like wouldn't it actually run down yeah Yes. But can I just say, though, what you said where he, he's like, caught him triangle face, and then there's just that one quiet moment of him just going, Oh, where he's just he like, felt himself he and, he, his and his ears go down, and you're like, he's like Oh, it. he's checking, and he's like, Oh, no. It I is a triangle. That's oh, so <sighs> sad. That, but then, which leads to one of the better lines later the next day, he's like, He's totally a trash panda. That's better, right? Is it better? Oh, no, yeah. So much it's, worse. It's so much worse. Well, but I also <sighs> think it's hilarious that he was so hurt by triangle face, and then he just goes and destroys taser face oh <laughs> jesus christ that was a solid rant oh i and also the animation for when he snarls to do the weird voice like you oh, wake up every so day good. doing this like i'm taser face and you can see his little weird raccoon snarl yes. so fucking i was like good job animators you yeah. deserve that one that was really good well i know they shot video they showed a video of it and i, I don't think any of it none of it's in the movie necessarily but it's bradley cooper he actually has the thing on his motion face cap. Where, motion cap yeah. on just yeah, yeah. his face oh. in the adr room and i'm like i would just love to see that scene to see if they got anything from him for that mm-hmm. but i i just sorry <laughs> can i rant on ego's home world for a minute sure please do because okay the porcelain statues freaked me the fuck out. Yes. And what was with the weird egg diorama museum? That yes. Okay. Okay. Wait, no, <laughs> okay. okay. Listen, if you are a god and can create whatever you want, why would you make it look like that? That's just my why question. Someone was- told me that that is what the creationist museum looks like. <gasps> the weird little egg things. That would be incredible. But I don't remember that. I've been there. I, that's I also, what someone told it's me. Fine if that's what the creationist museum looks like, but so I think it was kind of the jab. creationist museum. <laughs> I mean, if you want to make a jab, I, but it's like, the guy's name is Ego. Mm. He has and, Ego. And yeah, like, he's he's presenting you his entire backstory. And it has like, like no faces, no really detail. terrible cartoon mm-hmm. It's like The Sims 1 book. rendering. Is anyone here, did anyone here play Final Fantasy 7? Yeah. You know where they're in the... Cool obs- cloud, right? They're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, in yeah. the observatory and, like, looking at all the planets, like, whooshing by. Yeah, a little Like, bit. the animation kind of reminded me of that. Like, you know, just... 
you could do better. <laughs> yes, and it's like weird cutscenes, and it was, ah, it just felt like so... It was so, so... It took me right out of it. Yeah. It, Interesting. Like, if you're going to explain your backstory and you're a god, like, there are movies that that do that, like, explain the backstory, and they're not even gods that are doing it, like, and they just walk through history, and it's just, you just shoot the scene and have them there, and it's yeah. like, this is what it was, and you can do the the fades or the wipes or whatever you want to do mm-hmm. from scene to scene, but the weird egg thing with the are you referring to like statues. the Pensieve and Harry Potter kind of yeah like, like something that. like that or, okay and and there's uh, I wish I could remember the one that I'm thinking of now I, I want to say it's a TV show because I've been binging a lot but it's uh, like they're going back oh uh, Legion. Mm. Uh, okay, when, I haven't seen it yet, but I know what you're talking about. So, on yeah, FX. In, in, without without spoilers, in Legion, like you walk through your own memories to learn about your history, and mm. you're just you're walking through your memories. And and I feel like if they had presented it that way, and I mean maybe they were like intentionally doing a jab on the Creation Museum, which you know, good good, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of kind of low hanging fruit. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Sure, right? like, <laughs> Well, but isn't nope. ego kind of, yeah. did he have those set up ahead of time? Exactly, like, does he just... Or like, did they just materialize just as he walked? That's just living room. They're just like, always like, there. Like, it's very well, interesting. Like, does, does he, like, take Mantis on practice runs, and she's just well, like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> but, but, as we saw, that he has a lot of kids, so he actually probably does have that set up. Mm. So it, it's a spiel. Right. But then later mm. he has the one set up where he's making out with... Dozens of chicks. Well, I think it's all of them. But okay, I will say this: I didn't recognize this the first time. There's a weird pause that Kurt Russell gives, like he's going to say something more, like he's going to finish the thought, which is, and then I, but I've not found any progeny, and so I murdered all the kids. Mm. And I felt like he's about ready to say it, but he's like hesitating because he knows it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. And then I think Gamora's like. So if you can do all this, why do you? Or someone interrupts. Oh no, I think it's Drax. It's about the penis. He's like, wait, if your father is is, yeah, he would have yeah. smushed your mother. And I'm like, Thank if your you, father Drax. is a planet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, but then and then he turns around. He's like, yeah, I have a dick. I, yeah. I have a big one. It's pretty decent size. I must say so. Much. Yeah. So. But to that point, then why does he have like a forty tall, forty foot tall statue of Meredith in the garden? Because like mm. I, I feel like that wouldn't be changed out. I think I think he. Yeah, see, yeah, I think they didn't show that. It's super easy. Like know, when that's... when they're on the mm-hmm. whatever it is from from the spaceship to the castle, like as it lands, a bridge materializes. That's true. Like, I'll give you. Yeah, he creates stuff now. I'm just like, mad about it because it leads into the most gag worthy scene in the entire movie. Oh, for the me. catching the ball. The ball. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That really irked me too. Um, it does kind of take me out of the movie. Like that was the moment though where I was like, "Yeah, this dude's evil." Like just because it was too much, and I was like, yeah. "No, they're trying to I'm set sure, you up." I'm for- sure I annoyed people around me because like it started and I went, and I went no. And then he threw it over. No. <laughs> no. 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 What? No. Well, now here's the thing though. I think the fir- both audiences I saw it with. The, I took it more as it was supposed to be cheese, bad, cheesy, and so like everybody laughed, and so I think that I think that was the intention. But like, if you're trying to go for a serious moment, you kind of mm-hmm. you fumbled the ball. Great. <laughs> 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 yeah. okay. I don't know. I think I think having audience reactions always changes the context. That but is like, true. like I saw it today because I had the day off work yes. um, at two p.m. and so it was. Like, 
stay-at-home parents with their little kids, and oh, then no. Dallas and I. And so, <laughs> and so it was a um, stay-at-home parent with. Which is definitely very true. (laughs) And um, I love that. But no, so it was it was really interesting that like that moment for all of the parents seemed to be very touching, and I just kind of like looked over. I was like, yeah. Okay. And so, so I didn't know. Like, I wanted to be like, <laughs> but I. What I was felt like everyone's that would be rude. reaction in the audience when he's like, and that's why Peter, I put a brain cancer, brain tumor in your, oh, in your I mother. Gasped I a guess. Bit. I'm not gonna okay. lie. I went. First, <gasps> first audience at Linux usually does really good for opening night. Mm-hmm. Fucking dead silent. The one in Cleveland, it was like you. It was like, <gasps> and then a black lady in the back. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> what the fuck? Such a different reaction, and I mean, it made it even more like. I kind of like had. A feeling an inkling in the back of my right. head, but I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I was kind of like, but it, it seemed like he did love her, but yeah. also, like, obviously, he was, you know, he's like, his name is Ego, he, like, his like propagation is gonna come first, first over like first someone that he's ego. like, he's like, oh shit, I might fall in love with you, cancer, yeah, so jeez, oh, but and yeah, I can't I, go back as long as you're there. I was like, I was, I was the girl in the theater. Like, well, I mean, he said if he would go back a fourth time, he knew he wouldn't leave. Because he visited that, her three times before. I think he is kind of telling the truth. Like, And, and again, the whole crux of the film comes down to a song, which mm-hmm. is Brandy, you are a fine girl. Fine. Yeah. What a good wife you would be. Right. But the love, my, life, my lady, is the sea. Yeah. Fuck. And of course... Just to have Kurt Russell just casually like say those lines. That's why I put a tumor in her. Like, Fucking, yeah, oh. just oh my god. No. I, and that, then that one, shot of his eyes. That too. was what I was gonna say next. Is oh. I actually really liked that shot. Oh, the zoom in mm-hmm. on Chris Pratt when he realized when he hears it. Yeah, yes. and it's not even a second. I I really like because usually in movies like that. I feel like sometimes the characters go, wait, what? And then, no, no, it's like zoomed in. It's like, it's a, it's or it's like they try to talk about it more, and yeah. then it becomes the fight. And this one was just like. What? Well, you watch you watch his eyes go from eternity, eternity. mode to yes. like okay, now I'm human again. What right. are we yes. saying? Well, yeah. also like bad job, ego. Like letting that little piece of information slip because like you had him in your palm of your hand, and then you're like, oh, and by the way, killed your mom. Like what? How did you think well, he'd react? I mean, <laughs> yeah, listen, when you're a planet, he still had him in the palm of his hand because he's a god. Like yeah. he pissed him off, got blown all to hell, and mm-hmm. was like. How did you think this was gonna end? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're mistaken. About I, and I think for a here. second that ego's own ego thought that I've clearly explained to you how this is going to yeah, like, work he'll because be cool with this. I'm Doesn't you're matter. cool with this because you now understand your lineage mm-hmm. yeah. as my progeny. I think at the end of the day, we just need to take away the lesson that you should never sleep with a god. We, Ooh, what did yeah. we learn from Greek mythology? <laughs> That's <laughs> very so. Natalie Portman did a good job of dumping Thor. Mm. Which that might have been forced upon our oh. character, just saying. You know, studio <laughs> politics and all that. Well, if your lead actress goes, I don't like doing these movies, and you're, and in these studios, like, you don't have to do them anymore. Well, it's what like, do you think happened to Han Solo? In an effort to not bore you to death with a rant about Star Wars, we're cutting this out unless you have the GBG app, and then you can hear the whole rant unedited about Star Wars. That being said, we'll return to the show in just a second. Are you a Gilmore Girls fan, Anna? Oh, no, I'm no. sorry. I'm sure I would be if I ever watched it. Oh, my it. God, you totally so, would. Okay. Tell me more about Kurt. your thing. 
Yes. Which it's it's Sean Gunn, right? That's Sean Gunn. Do you watch Gilmore Girls? Is that the one with Pacey? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, touche. No, no. It's it's Peter from Heroes. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Okay, but no, I just I I love Sean Gunn, and he's also actually like I guess the body double, like he he of Rocket, yeah, of Rocket, which is wonderful, and he's yeah, he I adore him in both of these movies so much. I think he is such a, and I think he definitely did a little bit more in this movie than the first one the first one he's like yes sir and this time he was given a little like like when he's like they killed all my friends i oh oh i know and that's the set oh yeah oh it's like i'm teaching stuff that's the first one that's one of my favorite lines (laughs) there's a lot of good lines in that first one but that's like one of my weirdest favorite ones also followed by yeah I'm sorry what what is he saying sorry yeah I also loved fan service to all the girls Chris Evans with the shirt off again or Chris Pratt with the shirt off again Chris Evans with the shirt off is wonderful as well is that when he was putting the shirt on at the beginning of the movie okay I remember that there's no reason for that scene no, to be included no. except to make fan us service. happy. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think I like muttered it under my breath when I saw it. I'm like, hmm, fan service. And mm-hmm. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going to lie. I, kind of beautiful, fi- I find Chris human. Pat dreamy. Oh, absolutely. I, like- I mean, regardless of your sexual orientation, you can appreciate a man that looks like that. <sighs> you can ex- you can experience God's creation. I don't feel like he's form. overdone like Chris Hemsworth is. I think he's just he's just perfect the way I loved is. him as Andy on Parks and Rec. Yeah. Any Chris Pratt version. Uh, again, all, all of it because Parks and Rec is brilliant. Yes. It is. But uh, you can watch his transformation from Andy to Star Lord because they go and start shooting before the, I think, season six. Well, and I love how they explain it. And yeah, I quit drinking beer and just. That's that's all you did. I, yeah, lost, I just lost like fifty pounds. I lost like fifty pounds. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all he did. It's okay. wonderful. As someone who has a and, and I know everyone has told me this, but if you could just reiterate it for me, it'll make me feel even worse in a good way. I do not like Amy Poehler, mm-hmm. and okay. I have a hard time getting for. I'm I'm still on my Netflix queue. Maybe like episode five of season one, and everyone says skip to season two. Yes, yes. I know. Just don't but watch season don't hit one. Their stride until season two, and it's it's rough. But well, and when you think about one it, guy? season one only had six episodes, so it didn't really have a lot of time to establish. So I'm one episode away. So here's the thing. Okay. Because I really highly disliked Amy Poehler during her Saturday Night Live days. Like, mm-hmm. And I think it's because she was oversaturated. It was like the Kristen Wiig thing more recently. They just used her way too much. Okay. And it annoyed me. And I fell in love with her in Parks and Rec. If I, that's any indication. Yeah, I find her difficult to watch in some other things as well. well. I, but I don't know why, but like my mom used to say, I hate Ben Stiller and I hate Samuel Jackson. And I'm like, why? Like, mm-hmm. well, what do you don't like? You don't like how they act? She's like, I hate them and I don't know why yeah. and I'm like and I, the same thing is said about Amy Poehler and the thing is, is what makes me sad and Jimmy who all of you know mm-hmm. he's just like well you don't like her because she's a girl I was like that has fucking nothing to do with it mm-hmm. yeah. because if that's the case I would hate Tina Fey and I love Tina Fey well so like I really I'm not I think a fan what of she Ben Stiller in a yeah. lot of things that he's mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. but he has some fantastic roles that he's done very very well my favorite being Walter Mitty like when he reprises mm-hmm. Walter Mitty like and I was really nervous because I was a big fan of the original. Okay. And, and yeah, I think he Leslie did such knows. a good job. And yeah. and Amy Poehler 
is good in a lot of things she does, but Leslie Nope, mm-hmm. it's is her pinnacle. Brilliant, mm-hmm. like okay, it, and, and you know some of the other stuff she's done is like oh all right, and some of it she's done you're like mm. because I, I hate but Leslie that, Nope. But just, just like it's just so on point, mm-hmm. and the thing that makes Leslie Nope great is the rest of the cast mm-hmm. and the writers because without without the rest of the cast without Chris Pratt without Nick Offerman without you know Aziz any of them Leslie Nope would be kind of an obnoxious boring character mm-hmm. you, wouldn't, okay. you wouldn't care about her and the fact like the way that she interacts with everybody else once the writing kicks in mm-hmm. It's awesome. It, it's so okay. good. It's so good. Because I, I guess that's just one of the things, and yeah. I have to, I'll have skip, to go over get, it. Get to season two. All right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that bothers me, too, because I know when I watch, I would watch little clips here and there, and I don't see that actor in the show anymore, and I guess that's the reason why I wanted to finish season one, is that the guy that she's crushing over... Chris Brandanowitz. Man, once he finally got out of the show, I didn't like him. Well, would he leave in the middle of season two, or is he at the uh, beginning of season I two? I think he's in a little bit of the first part of season two, and but like... Then I feel a little bit better then, because I just didn't want to miss that, I guess, because yeah, the no. episodes or two that I would watch with friends, like it would be mm-hmm. in the middle of the end of season two, yeah. when it was everyone was like, oh my god, Parks and Rec is actually really good, you need to jump on Batman. I would watch him like... I don't like Amy Poehler and also what happened to the one dude who she was lusting over in the first It turns season? out you didn't need him and he was a detriment to the character here. Oh, I agree. Well, <laughs> yes. From the way everyone said it, but mm-hmm. I just I just want to make sure character-wise like that's kind of it is, it's, it's Yeah, it's explained I think I s- very well. Yeah. I started yeah. watching Parks and Rec uh, as reruns mm-hmm. on like Esquire when they had marathons and so I jumped in right in Damn the middle, network. had no idea mm-hmm. what was happening. And then fell in love with the show. Tried to go back, watch season one. I was like, I don't like this anymore. So I just skipped season two. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Season one is something that like you watch once you're like heartily in love with the show. Because even I still kind of have like there are moments of season one that I enjoy, but even I kind of have a, yeah, there are, a tough there are time some watching some episodes. That like, oh, that was funny. It's like it's but, when they were still like, oh, it's it's The Office, but government. Yeah. Yes. It's, yes. Yeah. They hit well, their own stride. The only eventually. thing I like in season one so far is actually Andy mm-hmm. trying, living in the in the way, in the, the, in the pit, in the, in yeah. the pit <laughs> trying to hit on Karen from The Office, yeah. uh, yep. Rashida, Jones, Rashida Jones, and then, and of course Ron. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, and You'll that's, get a lot more of that that's, in a That's bit. all you're going to like in season one. And, the, and that, those parts are really well done. And those arcs carry through to the last episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. The, the parts that you like mm-hmm. are the parts that they keep because they're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just wait until that... you're introduced to Lil Sebastian and you'll never go back. Well, and I kind of just feel the same way with like... Sebastian. Brooklyn Nine-Nine more recently, I feel the same yes. way. Like when that, when that first started, I, were, I was remember I and like... Yeah, I, I lived with two boys in Grandview at the time, and we would always sorry. No, yeah, <laughs> we'd always do we'd always do marathons, right? And like when we first watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, I remember I was the obnoxious asshole sitting there, and like when a joke would happen, I'd go ha 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 ha. Now I'm fucking obsessed with the show. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And like it, I think a lot of writing teams take a minute to hit their. Story. Yeah, I always try to Guardians give, of the Galaxy, the yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. I always try to like give a show, but you know, a full season. Before you know what though? It's just season. like. The Guardians themselves, if you think about it, they finally <laughs> congeal by the second one, though they didn't have to steal the batteries. <laughs> Excellent segue, Nick. You're welcome. I try. I try. Any like a sitcom writing team, really. They are. could have been about that. Mm-hmm. 
You know, yeah. By the way, can I just throw out there for if you enjoyed Guardian so far, this is a deep cut for you guys. It includes Mr. Gunn's brother Sean. Um, it also stars the talents of Rob Lowe and Thomas Hayden Church. Um, it's a movie called The Specials, hmm. and it is uh, Gunn wrote it, and it's making fun of superhero movies of all things. It came back in like ninety eight, ninety. Oh, and Jamie Kennedy in a role that I do not want to fucking murder him in, because um, he is actually an <laughs> okay comedian. But I know, mine's, I know. J- mine's Jason Schwartzman. What you we don't ta- like? We, we talked about this. No, after- I know, but I, I'm we, sorry. You have to yeah. remind me again. No, it's fine. Like- we talked about this after we stopped recording Beauty and the Beast. Something about him. He, I feel like he is a greasy person who would oh, be in right. all bad places. Yes. I, everything I watch well, him, I, I am made, I am made deeply uncomfortable by him. And I think he's a great actor. Like him and Wes Anderson stuff. I'm like, I can recognize that he's a good actor, but something That's about right. him. I'm the same way with Matthew McConaughey. I can't deal with him. No, stop. Stop it. His Oscar oh, speech man, when he I won for... Dallas um, Buyers Club. Thank you. When he got up there and he's like, my role model is me in 10 years. I was like, I'm done with you. This is officially, I just hate you so much. My, my role model is me in 10 years. Yep, pretty That's much. Right. He does that weird thing. It's like if you do Sean Connery, weird thing I've noticed, and he always, move, he always sort of does this, huh? He has like a little, huh? Into it. I'm like, what the fuck is that huh, for? <laughs> I mean, like, like you're speaking fucking Russian in Sean Connery, S- Scottish, where the fuck you are. It's, it's, it's bad Russian. Reading. He's letting all of his air out at the end. Oh, well, that's because he's old and he gets paid good money, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't Sean Connery a Guardians of the Galaxy? Because he, he, he retired from because that. Retired. No, because of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. They, yes. they forced Which, him to it's retire. Not, it's not yes. the best movie. But My favorite Stan Lee cameo I think I've ever seen. Oh yeah, which is where he is a watcher. Yeah, <laughs> and which amazing. Which kind of like ties in everyone's theory about him being the same person in all the Marvel cameos. And I, I think they gave him a way out too, which is if because he is he's canceled a lot of appearances this last year. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering because he's he's like up he's, in years. Yeah. He's like in his nineties, right? Yeah. So I think they gave him a way out where he's like, "Fellas, you gonna leave me here?" Yeah. I need it right home. So I was like, if that's the Kimmy you go out on in the official Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's the fucking one to go out on. Mm-hmm. But it won't be his last. No, it won't. Because Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man, like Thor. when they shot that one, they shot like three other ones with it. Mm. Ah, tell me more. <laughs> so, I'm excited. No, I love that shit. No, yeah. So Expand they, they on were that. Uh, a bunch of shooting started taking place in Atlanta when they were doing Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. When they got Stan Lee, and they had already started shooting on. Uh, uh, they were. They kind of plugged Stanley's cameos in later, um, mm-hmm. so they can shoot him like, "Hey, we're going to have him do this thing." So they already had him down there and have awesome. some of the sets already built. So they were like, hey, we got this set over here that we're going to be shooting on. Do you want to do a cameo over here? Yeah. And they could just go and do... Now, I will say, it's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but my favorite cameo until Guardians 2 was... Um, in, in, now, granted, I don't mind 3D sometimes, but the, the first Amazing Spider-Man where he's the the guy, he's the custodian cleaning up in the library. Yeah. And it's that awesome sequence of in the background. The and, and he webs the lizard, and the lizard throws him towards Stan Lee, and then he gets yanked back. I was like, oh, awesome. That, that, was, was, that was a really he has cool no fucking clue what's yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. headphones on, just clean him. Mm-hmm. That was a really great Excelsior. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> I'm cleaning the library. So. Oh, and then, did... 
the David Hasselhoff cameo also. <laughs> so good. Wow. Yeah, too. The when he morphs into him and then and the, and the credits. We are Weird group. group. Okay. Yep. So I was telling everybody at the mac we had a macaroni and cheese party. And I was just like, I got the soundtrack. This is my favorite track of the whole... And I love the whole thing, but, like, I play the, the Guardians Inferno. And I, I remember, like, I just posted on my Facebook the lyrics. Yeah, it's yeah. just such a fucking weird... It's so like, good. Yeah, yeah so it is. And then, of course, the very end. Yeah, and I was like, man, I wonder if they're going to play it probably during the end credits. And they did. And I was like, okay. And that little circle comes up with his his face. He's like, mm-hmm. in times of trouble, just remember, we are... I was like... <laughs> <laughs> High pitched squeal and then I got kicked out of the theater. I could have just like I could have paid I could have paid nine dollars for my ticket and like the sixteen dollars I paid for my popcorn and soda today and just seen the teenage group scene and walked out happy. I'm you sorry. you that did you did Facebook question so me. You're like teenage group. <laughs> that, was like, <laughs> that was pretty wonderful. Uh, I am <laughs> also, I get what Yandu's talking about all the time. Yeah. You're leaving your branches everywhere. <laughs> like, vines and vines. Did you notice all like the wood chips on his bed? Yeah. Oh, just, oh like, yeah. a pile of wood chips. Oh. He's, I, he's shedding. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> um, I don't know who Adam is. Oh, Ditto. Thank okay. you. Okay, okay, I do want to talk about this. All right, Adam Warlock in the original story. Was and I don't remember him being officially. I, I I'm a little fuzzy on this part. I know that he was somehow created in that pod by one of the Infinity Stones, um, and I think it, the, I, that's, I'm a little confused on which one of them was the Infinity Stone on the thing. I'm assuming one of them was, yeah. but the thing is, is that he woke up and then he went. I think to Mister Fantastic and all the other cosmic entities. He's like. Thanos is going to come and destroy the universe. He's looking for these. If you get them all, bad shit's going to go down. And Mr. Fantastic is like, it'll be fine. We got Galactus. I have the ultimate nullifier. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And then it slowly built up into the story of the Infinity Gauntlet, which is Warlock got all the superheroes together, took them, I think almost all of them, took them up into space, and they had this massive battle where Thanos pretty much just killed them all, and then someone else saves them. And in mm-hmm. case they do that, I don't want to spoil it for you. So, so we're building toward the Infinity Gauntlet, which, which is kind are, of what yeah. the Marvel Universe right. has been building so that's why, for many years but now. But I don't know if Adam Warlock's now going to be an active participant in that. Mm-hmm. That's the question, which is fine if it's and, not. And it's, it, it remains a question that uh, I did, to be fair, I did a homework before I came to this, uh, so that's I how I know you. that they shot extra cameos with Stanley and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But the Adam Warlock, he was supposed to be in this in the a script lot more originally. Than he was yeah. and and they scrapped him because they were like, it's it's too, too much. much. He's one character too many, and we already have plenty of people that we that are more integral to what we're trying to do. But it like kind of in the same way that the first one like led into "Let's Go Meet My Dad." This one leads into. Adam Warlock, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, you know, it, it leaves it wide open in in but, three. But I wonder how they're going to do that because in the in in all the comic books with Thanos, at the end of the day, you can have the Guardians or whoever else in there all you want. His complete antithesis. I'm not saying that right. Antithesis. antithesis. Thank you. <laughs> it, thank you, God. Is uh, <laughs> again, words are hard. Is Warlock. With Thanos, there's always Warlock, Adam Warlock, and they always kind of feed off of each other. Matter of fact, it's kind of like almost Nebula and Gamora in some ways. Even though they're not brother and sister, like there's this weird symbiotic like 
Adam never tries to kill Thanos. He always tries to stop him and give him, like, I'm giving you a way out in the books. Like, yeah. And it's actually one of my favorite stuff I would read, which, by the way, another weird thing. Does anyone, does anyone know who Eternity is in the Marvel Cosmic Universe? Mm-mm. No. It's another weird fucking weird thing, like a giant fucking talking planet, for example. Sure. Which they did it one nod to, which I really like, which is the face on the planet. Yeah. And I was just like, just oh, in on my the dad's gonna shit really himself good. tomorrow. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, no, because he love like he loves Doctor Strange. He loves the weirder stuff in the Marvel universe, like. Uh, when we saw Doctor Strange, the part where he gets knocked out of his body and yeah. transcends, my dad was just like, <gasps> like that. I was like, my wife and I were like, this is awesome just to watch him oh, watch yeah. this. It's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. That. So I'm going to watch him tomorrow watch it. Aww. So it's really cool. Yeah. I, I told Sarah, I was like, I want to sit next to my dad on yeah. this one. Um, but Eternity is, do you know who Galactus is? Nope. It's okay. <laughs> so imagine a character probably bigger than Ego he wears a weird fucking purple like 80s jumpsuit and like upside actually, down bathroom trash can hat actually yes <laughs> and uh, weird fact my bathroom has comic book stuff in it so if you'd like to see a picture of Galactus you can at least see his head yeah but he is the devourer of worlds he eats worlds to survive Wait, no I've heard of this guy um, he was kind of in the second Fantastic Four movie in a shitty way that might be why but he had like a yeah this is like he's an actual humanoid dude who's like Super, super tall. Yeah. Well, there's another character even bigger than him called Eternity, and he's one of the Marvel cosmic, like, celestials, or just essential cosmic deities. The celestials are their own little weird thing. Mm-hmm. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah, that's him. I can see it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upside down trash can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Now, if you look up Eternity, Eternity is, like, taller than him, but it's the entire universe is inside him. And so when they were seeing, and usually when Eternity does a powwow because shit's going down, like when Thanos got the Infinity Gauntlets, there was oh, the living Trump. Cool. Yes, yes. That's, that's cool looking, actually. Right. And now, and so when shit would go down, like the Infinity Stone, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, and the sequel, Infinity War, it was literally Galactus, the Living Tribunal, Ego, Epic, you know, all these gigantic and some Celestials who would get together and go, what do we do? Well, we don't interfere. Well, what do we do? Because if Thanos gets in, he'll wipe all of us out. And especially you, Eternity. And Eternity is like, yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. But I was wondering if they were talking about Eternity a bit when they were talking about, I'm going to last for all out Eternity. And well, he said, I see it, dot, 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 yes. Eternity at one point. And, so. Right. And that's why I was like, oh, are they going to show Eternity too? Or was that? are they building up to that? And then they didn't. But they could be. I don't know. Well, they could have, but... I don't think they can be anymore. Like, unless, Which is, like, I'm fine he, with. It, like when they showed the scene of him becoming the planets, yeah, when they all go blue or whatever, it was like it. That was absolutely like a, on its way to that, mm-hmm. and then they squished it. And right. Okay. So it it I think had a nod to it, but being that you brought this up, does anyone catch the cameo of uh, Peter's grandpa? I, t- I didn't see it until the second time. The car that the blue stuff hits and knocks on its side, mm-hmm. that is Greg oh, Henry. Really? That's his grand. That's why he's dancing at the end of the credits. And I was like, where the fuck was Greg Henry at? And then last time I saw it, I was like, oh shit, that's Greg Henry in the car. But what did everyone think of the kind of Star Wars-esque Return of the Jedi? Like, let's show all the places getting blown up and then people going, oh, it's okay, thing, when Peter stopped it. 
I think I thought it was kind of weird because it, they're not part of Earth, really. No, mm-hmm. and it was. Well, it's like you should suddenly care about these characters that you've never met before and never seen, but oh, look at them suffering. It was right. just another. It's an appeal to empathy that I think fell short. That's, okay, I agree. Yeah. I mean, if you, you, know, you showed the Dairy Queen going down, I was like, oh, fatty. Oh, no, the Dairy Queen! <laughs> because you showed us the Dairy Queen. You showed the Dairy Queen, like, that's where it was, that's where they planted it, and, like, the Dairy Queen gets crushed, and you're like, oh, no! And and then the bigger it gets, the less I cared. Mm-hmm. I agree, I, I, I agree. Like, oh. That kind of did take me out of the movie, because then, because when they did show that in some of the trailers, I was just like, they're going to Earth! They're going to Earth! And then I was like, no, I don't fucking care about Earth. I care about fucking what's going on up there. Like, I appreciate what's going on, but I guess I just didn't... Or there was probably a better way for James Gunn to show that, maybe. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. it's for me, it was... uh, Those things can be powerful, but as soon as you push it from people to statistics, Mm -hmm. it's... You detach. Right. Mm -hmm. Once the number gets to the point that it's just like, oh you know half a planet you're like once it's beyond numbers that a you're capable of readily comprehending and b at a level that you're willing to care enough about Mm -hmm. like you know if you see a a group of kids in the dairy queen get crushed you're like oh man yeah if you jump to another planet and there's a school of children that gets wiped out you're like holy bananas and so if he had zoomed in more on those other places to, you know, a, an elderly couple eating dinner or, you know, a school yeah. full of children, things like that, people would have been way more like, oh, man. Or like Another way I think could have worked, too, is maybe, you know how the opening credit, which was a cool effect by far, I was like, are we doing X-Men? Because remember, X-Men movies would always open up on, like, going into the body genome yeah, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are we doing fucking X-Men? Because they went into the genome of the plant and then shot back out 34 years later. And I was yeah. like, are we doing X-Men now? <laughs> <laughs> but they I, could have done that, like where he goes into Peter's oh, eyes man. and goes into genetic molecules of the, all the different plants. I would have been maybe okay with that. Maybe. And it's... I, I had forgotten about that until you just said it, and it makes more sense because at the beginning I was... like, I watched it and I was like, well, I don't understand what's, what's going on here. here. Like, yeah. we're... We're in a plant, and then we're in some like weird blood vessels, also, and then we're in outer space. The plant also, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> when you it was go very back little shop horrors, but not as good. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you re- like it makes more sense that you're going through like the blood vessels and through somebody's body and the genome when you realize that it's part right. of himself that he right. planted. Yes. Which is, again, yeah, exactly. But no, it I agree with you, Nick. Like, it, later. It, 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 it could have been played better than a blue volcano exploding. No, it was. Like, Which if they showed the Dairy Queen, like that would have been fine. Like, can people but, climb out? Like, and, <laughs> and at that point, it's like, if you really wanted to do this really right, too... You should have shown places we've never even seen because it's impacting a lot of fucking planets. And I appreciate you're showing us the the, the Nova Corps uh, and you're showing us the Cree and you're showing us Earth because that's all we've really seen. But at some point, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Yeah, but... Um, all right, well, let's talk about this too because we've already been talking for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, which has gone by really fast, uh, which I, I love this. I'm not even going to probably edit anything. Um <laughs> A, because I'm lazy, but B, I really enjoy this whole conversation. So, um, I'm sorry for the Indiana Jones, but if it's still in there. Um, Yeah. So, the soundtrack. So, let's go over the soundtracks and the scenes the songs were featured in, and then we can talk about what, officially, I would say, was our favorite song scene. So, going in the soundtrack order, 
that I have on my iTunes. Uh, Mr. Blue Sky, Electric Light Orchestra, was the opening credits to Guardians. Fox on the Run by Sweet is from the trailer. Pete, they put that in to make fans happy from the trailer. Lakeshore Drive by a lot of Haynes, Jeremiah, which is when they were leaving the Sovereign. Uh, the Chain, Fleetwood Mac. I hate Fleetwood Mac so much. When the group splits and <laughs> Quill's Climatic Showdown with Ego. Um, Bring It On Home to Me by Sam Cooke when he's dancing with Gamora. Southern Nights, Glenn Campbell, Rocket vs. the Ravagers. My Sweet Lord by George Harrison, arriving to Ego's planet with Drax, Mantis, Ego, and Gamora. Um, I didn't have that last part down. I was really proud I remembered all that. Uh, Brandy, uh, you're a fine girl in parentheses. What a good wife you would be. Looking Glass, theme of the whole goddamn film. Mm-hmm. Um, Come a Little Bit Closer by J- Yondu Rocket Groot Escape. <laughs> um, Wham Bam Shang Lang, a.k.a. By, or by Silver, what I call the soup song. Soup. Soup. <laughs> that was so fucking great because I was like because I, I had the soundtrack really well and when the first time even the second time I was like there's a song coming up here what the fuck is this and he just goes shoop shoop that's not the name of the song <laughs> and then and then it, it cuts back in yeah, yeah. awesome uh, and then these uh, father okay surrender and credits by uh, Winter Edgar Group father and son uh, Yusuf Cat Stevens Yandu's funeral flashlight parliament credits Guardians Inferno, The Sneepers, uh, featuring Hasselhoff and credits. So, I'll even take an end credit song. What is everyone's favorite song in the movie? Because I have two runners up, but I want you guys to 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 go because I just I I'll be honest. I really enjoyed Mr. Blue Sky as the opening. I just yeah. I I loved the juxtaposition of that song with the action and then Groot's little dance and also the moment where he should. Be, I know it's a boring the music answer. Stops and then he's like. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, I, I'm partial to that song anyway, so yeah. I know that's a boring answer, but no, I just really liked how it was it how it was put together. <laughs> okay. Um, can I also point out in that scene, it's a running theme. They don't. I wish they kind of went into it more, but what makes the ending a little bit more sweet is that Groot really likes to fucking hit Drax. Like yes. he is oh, yeah. pissy at Drax, but then at the end, it makes it more sweet. He's like, "Hold me," and he holds and he falls up. Asleep. Yeah. I was asleep, right? It was just like a beautiful little thing. But uh, anyway, well, we got Mr. Blue Sky. Real quick, I'm going di- to diverge do, here for a minute. Inception the conversation. <laughs> so we once tried to write a sketch about Fleetwood Mac's The Chain, which was the song that was featured heavily in this movie. And I hate Fleetwood Mac to begin with. That's, um, a whole, that's a whole other hour that I won't go into. But the fact that that was in this movie, and it's been in my head for the last few days now, and... That is like the only thing that I resent about this movie right now. <laughs> Having said that, I really like to come a little bit closer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nick. <laughs> He's just, Ken, you're like stoic as shit, man. Like, I love it because I have no idea what the fuck you're going to say. I had he a is, feeling she was going to say, he's, and Anna was going to say, scanning through his phone. He's uh, preparing to give his answer oh, his, now. His, and Nick says, I don't really like music. <laughs> wow. Bullshit. Oh. Okay, so Bullshit. I, was I was better to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't that be ironic, though, if you really fucking hate music? <laughs> he's like, he's like well, it's like the quote from Clark, just like, I love gatherings, but I hate people. Isn't it ironic? It's like, I'm a drummer in a band, but I hate music. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really just like rhythms. Music is terrible. Uh, um... <laughs> I don't know. It's a tough. I really liked. I really liked the use of Mr. Blue Sky. As far as the use of the song in the scene it was in, mm-hmm. that is probably going to be tied with uh, 
Yandu Rocket group walking out to um yeah, Jay and the Americans come a little bit. Now, can I also point out too, which is not on the soundtrack? I love it when the song fucking amps up to like a chorus or guitar jam. Where it's like, come on, and it starts jamming more. I was like, why well, want that part of the song too? <laughs> Just gotta wait for the director's cut. Yeah. I, I, as someone who knows almost all these songs, but technically three of them, my favorite bit of the movie is Southern Nights with Rocket just blowing the fuck out of all those wow, Ravagers. That was mm, a that was fantastic. A good scene. Because the song itself is I mean, okay, I here's the thing. I really want to do Jay and the Americans or Mr. Blue Sky, but I I I I have to go I, for right now, my gut is telling me because if not, they're all kind of tied to me, but I have to choose. I'm gonna choose Southern Nights. Yeah. Cause really this soundtrack just made me realize what 70s trash I am as far as music goes. Because oh. like when I first listened to Kat's compilation that she made on Spotify, yes. I was chair dancing like no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, can I also point out too, if going back, if you watch the specials, there is a song on there. James Gunn, I think, picked it out. It's a weird fucking I don't. I've never heard of it before. Until I watched the movie. It's called "Life Is a Rock," but the radio rolled me. It's a '70s version of "We Didn't Start the Fire," technically. Hmm. And I mean, and the main dancer. Oh, oh, I'm just saying. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's fucking annoying as shit when you're listening because you're like, "Life is a, like right now." I'm starting to get it back in my head. I'm like, "No, get let's, I got to turn Guardians on soon because I can get it out because mm-hmm. I enjoy actually kind of it's my guilty pleasure song. Nice of pop, but yeah, I I love, I I want the the heavy rock version of Jay and. Or I just want the movie on DVD so I can just watch it on loop that sequence. Yeah. I do want to jump back to this thing with Rocket real quick. Yes. Because I think it showed us a little more. Because Rocket is a badass, but up until that scene, I was like, like, without Big Groot, how is Rocket doing anything? That's true. And that scene was like, oh, Because it's very symbiotic. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out Rocket is a badass in his own right. Can you also point out, too, that the roles are 100% reverse, which is... Groot is almost always on Rocket's back, which so it's truly a, and I I just love the fact that he again one of my favorite parts of the opening is uh, he swallows the buck. He's like, what are you doing? You don't swallow that. Spit it out. Spit that out. Oh, what you put in your mouth? He swallows away. And he's like, oh. In the middle of a fight, he stops to tell him to spit spit it out. out. And and one of the most beautifully heartfelt moments he's like welcome to the guardians of the freaking galaxy but he didn't, didn't use freaking yeah. say freaking uh, other one liners oh also, we should that we did not talk we did about not talk about my favorite line but before oh, that yes. oh chris pratt i'm gonna make some weird shit <laughs> like yeah. oh, yes, yes. <laughs> i'm gonna build, I'm gonna build pac-man a statue of skeletor I'm and he, build some he weird did shit. do pac-man actually he did i kind of i wonder if they maybe also can we point out that they, i'm they bra- thanked pac-man in the, the closing did. credits but yeah. can i just say i'm proud of a disney film who is heavily partnered with apple that they threw in i know it's making fun of it but i'm surprised they didn't force some little oh you have the big white brick ipod no, no, no it's the zoom, zoom. No. So, which is good it's a, it's a zoom everybody's listening to it's it right. there. Although, i won't lie the headphones that he had with that soon were really cool like i thought yeah well i i, I do say i do kind of miss and sometimes i still like 
kind of like these I miss these are actually they cover my ears the headphones I'm wearing but I miss the old ones mm-hmm. where the foam yeah, the I, the, foam I, the con- and where the metal will get stuck in your hair yes. and you're like ouch 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 oh good part of the song so you're kind of <laughs> and I remember like somebody when I saw the, when the first movie came out somebody was like bitching like oh those headphones wouldn't have lasted that long fucking batteries in space and then I'm like you know what if like I think more just like wear and tear more than anything is what their what their nitpick was. But oh, honestly, that's true when it got when it got smushed, and also oh you shouldn't have killed my mom and, and smushed, smushed my my, my Walkman. Walkman. Such a little kid thing to Such say. Such a little kid thing to say. But um, uh, but like when he got the Zoom, I'm like oh well that's gonna last him thirty more fucking years. And <laughs> luckily we can get brand new songs from a different era yes. in the next movie. Three hundred songs on it. Three hundred. Well, here's the other thing too. I will say to that though is that especially after this one or the whole, I would say he is so. I think he's uncareful with anything except for that fucking Walkman. Oh yeah, he took mm-hmm. care of that. Yeah, one. and so mm-hmm. like, like, and again, he fucking went back into prison. Yeah, to, to fucking it. get it, which is, which of course is like, he did what? What kind of idiot is he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but going back to song. Yeah. your favorite line. Okay, I said this to Kyle when she got here today. I kind of wanted it to be my battle cry if I ever had to do a battle cry for things, which is uh, shit blows up, everyone lands except for, oh no, Yandu and, and, and Star-Lord. And all of a sudden you see Star-Lord on his jet boots, I think, hovering down okay, and then right above him holding his arrow f- flying down is Yandu. <laughs> and he just goes... You kind of look like Mary Poppins. He's like, is he cool? Is he cool? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's cool. He's like, hey, y'all, I'm Mary Poppins. Or whatever. I was like, so I it, that to me is my new kind of. If I had a Leroy oh, Jenkins, God. it would be that. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I'm Mary that Poppins, was so y'all. great. Is, I just cool. is he cool? Yeah. 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 He doesn't even know if Mary's a boy or girl name. But also, it makes, I think when the movie came out, I think uh, Rooker on Instagram posted a picture of him doing this, and there's, he's holding an original book of Mary Poppins. And I was like, I was like, oh, I know, yeah, and now that everyone knows what the fuck he's doing, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, so, um, Final thoughts on, or does anyone have any final thoughts on Guardians 2? I mean, we kind of covered the gamut, but, um, I could spend another hour ripping it apart. <laughs> Actually, I would say you would you that one little bit, and but again, wasn't super negative. It was just more like these are genuine thoughts with the film. So I, I don't. Well, we all did that, but I mean, I think you were. Oh, you're gonna fucking wet blanket me again, aren't you? You're a fucking asshole. I'm waiting for it. Go ahead, hit me, hit me with it. You hate you know, Groot you know, too. You know you what fifty Groot. jumps will do to the human body? You did seven hundred, and then they do that scene, and it was like, oh, okay, that's good. And then it, it kept going. Yep. And then they cut back to it. Yep. Again, and it kept going. I was like, why is this Saturday morning cartoon scene happening again? <laughs> like, I thought, I thought it was, was good bad. the first time. I, funhouse mirrors are my favorite part of the carnival. I, I, <laughs> out the gate, killing off Tommy Flanagan. That, that to me was, uh, he's the, uh, he's Tommy Flanagan. He's, the Scottish guy from Sons of Anarchy and the Tommy Flanagan. He's the first guy they float. Oh, the guy. Oh, yeah. no. You know, that did suck. I, I, like, I was like, w- of all the people that you're going to chuck out the lock, really? Like, oh, man. That, well, and the reveal that it's all those Ravagers. He was probably one of yeah. the last ones. Like, that was even more. And then, of course, and then of course, Krillin uh, is just like... Like they killed all my yeah. friends. It just even makes it worse. I didn't mean to mutiny. They killed all, all my, my friends. friends. Yeah. 
Uh, also, can we just say the interaction between him and Nebula was pretty great? Yeah. He's like, I thought you'd go and get yourself a <laughs> hat or something. The girls say, That was one of my so curt moments. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, uh, the whole dialogue, sorry, the whole dialogue exchange where he's trying to get the fin for Yondu. The best payoff to that is he takes a little medallion, puts it on his hand, he's like, what, what, what's he thinking now? Oh, God, he th- he yes. thinks you want him to wear it as a hat. A hat? I am Groot. He just doesn't like hats. I am Groot. That's why you don't like cats. I am Groot. It is ridiculous. But that's the reason why? Like, it's just such a weird little... Well, no, and I loved the... Please tell me you have a fridge somewhere full of he- severed human toes. Yes. Nope. yes. All right, then let us never, never speak, speak of this again. again. <laughs> <laughs> they're really good. He just brings him. He's eating baby Groot. It's fucking... Well, right. can, can I also just point out too that Groot is the, the clear definition that Groot is not the same Groot that we know and love from the first one is that he kind of viciously went after that guy oh we mean grabbed him murdered him yeah. yes which means I, which I'm more intrigued to see how if he approaches that that way and see how the Guardians will kind of try to parent him and how they will probably yeah. fail doing it he seems mm. to be learning all over again so mm-hmm. no he, he is it's, yeah. it is but I think it's I don't a different know. group right it's a it, sapling it so pretty much a son almost. I don't know if people truly grasp that though mm-hmm. I think people go oh it's baby Groot he's cute and adorable and he's just so cute when he roars but I, I really don't know if people grasp that it's not the same Groot I don't mm-hmm. think our old Groot would have done that necessarily he might have broken his nose or something horrible but again that's at Rocket's kind of beck and command mm-hmm. but I don't know uh, sorry, we distract it completely no, separate from what you were going to ask. That's, what other that's wet been blanket the evening, shit? It's been fantastic. Seven hundred jumps. Sorry, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Here do we go. I want to know wh- how everybody feels about about this horribly sappy bit of the movie. Well, now you just told us how to feel about it, so. <laughs> I don't fly the arrow with my head. Oh, yeah. I that, the arrow yeah. with my heart. <laughs> I fly the arrow with my heart. And why did he have uh, to say it a second time? Like, even when he was alluding to it, it's like, it's your heart. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that. I, okay, I, 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 I didn't get it. And, and even then, I actually still didn't understand what the fuck he was saying because rocks were going into his mouth he's like it's not my head boy it's my ball I was like it's the what fly the arrow with my heart and the second time I saw I was like he says heart <laughs> I don't know I had I really did have a hard time hearing it so I was just like oh that well I mean they did such a nice job with most of the dialogue and then they threw that right. in there and I'm like who wrote that yeah. you know what I mean well, it was I, not the main writer well, that's kind of that's how I felt about the catch scene like I was like making vomiting yes, noises in the was, audience yeah. that, was, that was on the scene like Drax when Mantis comes me. to his bedroom it's like uh, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? He's like, I am making a sound to show you that I find you One quick thing. Yes. The whole, they did like a total, like, at first I was like, they are ripping off the Avengers right now with the whole like pan around, everyone like getting up really dramatically at the very end cl- climactic scene. The, and, then, yeah. and then Mantis getting fucking obliterated just obliterated me (laughs) (laughs) like I was like oh they took that convention and completely flipped from its head which is why I love Guardians of the Galaxy I I thought you were actually going to point out the rocket scene with Yondu because they did that but that's actually a callback to the first Guardians with Mm -hmm. Rocket and Groot Mm -hmm. where he's on the back and he's like flipping the guns around blowing Mm -hmm. people away 
but this time it's the other way it's little baby Groot up there and it's not as it's not as much of a turn of the camera yeah. but you see him flicking the guns around blowing the Ravagers away but that's what I thought you were going for but no I agree 100% because they were like this is the Guardians moment the Avenger that boosh <laughs> I just look out <laughs> which, but wait you know, can I also throw this out there which I'm surprised they didn't do this but I know why they had to kill Ego but um, couldn't Mantis also empath Ego and make him not be that way? I don't know. how. Well, what's the extent of her powers? I don't Does it work yeah. on said She said she wasn't strong enough. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. she said that she, you know, she can help him sleep, she can help influence people's emotions, but I don't think she can change them for a permanent amount mm-hmm. of time. But it would be enough that they could have like just walked up and blown him up. Mm. I don't know. I, I, that to me is the only thing that bothered me the second time I was watching. Like I really, 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 I was like, oh, hey. Because that was the whole thing is that if she wasn't strong enough but then she knocked him out, mm-hmm. she really possibly could have. Mm-hmm. Like, Peter, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, or something, but I'm glad they didn't because that fight scene is pretty rad, but, and we wouldn't have got Pac-Man. I'm just saying. Mm. But, um, do you have any other wet blankets you would like to throw yeah, on us? Yeah, that was, that was please. Please do. <laughs> I don't um, fly the arrow with my head. <laughs> with my heart. heart. <laughs> also, if, if Krillin becomes the new Yondu, I would not be sad with that. Because he was kind of fucking with the arrow at the end. Yeah, he was wearing the mm-hmm. fin and fucking with the arrow. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that would be Which, cool. Which, that would make sense, being that he's probably one of the original Ravagers. Yeah. With Yondu, he might join the whatever they call themselves. The... Yeah. The... <laughs> He's going to be Ving Rhames' sidekick in yeah, the third it, one. Can I just point out that if they have Matthew McConaughey show up as they do that, he goes, hmm. Nick! Nick! You did that specifically despite. I, if you notice, I was not looking at her when I was doing that because I was like, she's going to murder me with her eyes. <laughs> I can't even look at you right now. Damn. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyone? Any final thoughts on, on Guardians? Wet blankets or no? It's perfectly fine. I will be sad if you give me another wet blanket. I'm kidding. No, please do. I mean, I think we can analyze it to the moon and back and talk about what worked, what didn't work. But at the end of the day, it was just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a I'll fun experience. Or could we really argue it to ego and back? Boo. Boo. Oh, I thought that was good. <laughs> I mean, it was good in a bad way. <laughs> was it though? <laughs> Just like Ego, no. <laughs> Boom! You're welcome. No. Right. That? <laughs> I'm laughing on the inside, but I have to maintain a face. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, thank you all for coming out and doing this. This has been a blast. And uh, what were the two usual suspects and what else? Uh, Winter Soldier. We've yeah. got to get on that. Mm-hmm. Usual suspects. There were several. One of them. <laughs> No, one the one the the, the, the two you need to yeah. okay. Re- and Usual Suspects and... is on Netflix, I believe. So oh, yes. it's yeah. an easy it's an easy find because I just watched it. That's one bad hat. That's one bad hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and you guys too. Because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place.